Welcome to the Daegu Dogs podcast. As you're aware, week one games begin this Saturday. Hey, it's the perfect time to start calling games, but that's not what we're going to do. It's too early, and all we have are names on paper without seeing how they work together as a team, and that's kind of what we did in the last episode. Therefore, instead of picking games ahead of week one, I wanted to reach out to the DSL past to put this year in perspective as we head into it. In this episode, you'll hear from Chris Bolger, Doug Corrales, Jason Yantorn, known as J.O., Corey Sitar, Ariella Barnasim, Rob McClure, and Pam Doyle, now known as Pam Horn, as a result of her marriage to Nick, who also joined us for the call. As such, you'll note the runtime of this episode is longer than most, but it's all good stuff, I assure you. You're going to hear the interviews in chronological order, the order I interviewed them in. As you'll hear, the plan was initially to find additional members for the exclusive Dustin Waters DSL Hall of Fame, but as the interviews continued, it became more of a general reminiscence and remembering of the people who came way, way, way before us. So, as we prepare for the season ahead, let's look back on the seasons behind in this episode of the Daegu Dogs. But first... Snoop Dogg. All right, bark, bark, bark. I'm here. I'm here with a DSL legend. None other than Chris Bolger. Bolger, how you doing? Woof, woof, woof. How's it going there, Wadi? Can you see what I got here in my hand? Nice cast. Well done. I haven't had one of those I'm, in I'm five on, years. I'm doing this. Does this make you uh, jealous? Does this make you want to come back to Korea? Dude, there's enough. There's uh, in my neighborhood. I swear to the Lord, there's five liquor shops. And one of them is like the biggest one I've ever been in my life. There's plenty of drink oh, yeah. here. Well, I I uh, got cast because this week you're my catch. You're my catch of the week. <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Bolger, speechless. Uh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to use that on a lot of other people also. Um, I was tasked by our new commissioner, Jason Greener, to go back through the history of the Hall of Fame and find forgotten legends um, from the early years of the league that as okay. time goes on, their chances of being recognized just die out. So I've, I've uh, reached out to you and some other people, and I'd like for you to, to suggest some names, names of people who you think deserve it, um, but we may not be thinking about right now. Hmm. Still in the league or not in the league? I would actually don't even know who's in the league anymore. Like, yeah. You know, specifically. I, I'll throw I would say probably not here. in the league. And Hall of Fame to you on guys that are, or girls that are not there anymore. It's such a funny one because it's like Hall of Fame of what, right? It's like, is it a Hall of Fame of like helping out? Is it a Hall of Fame of like good vibes? Is it a Hall of Fame of like um, putting in like the time, like captaining and all that stuff? I and mean, is it like, 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 like Ariella? She's in it, right? And yeah, I think so. She she just did a million things and helped out, right? And then yeah, I don't. Uh, but you asked me this earlier, and I had some time to think about it, and I came up with uh, Forgotten's, right? We only left a couple years ago, but I think Adam Beatty should be there easily. He yeah. did so much for the league that nobody knows about, right? 
right? Like he had a lot of ideas that we implemented. Um, he had, he was one of the most winning captains in the history of the league. Um, he was always, he always put together good teams and always had like positive vibes on his club. So yeah, I think Beatty for sure, man. Yeah. And he was a good player. He helped a lot with the league so much with the league. He helped so much. And, um, and the second name I came up with, and I think he's still, he's still in Daegu, but he hasn't played in the league in years. Any idea? Former MVP. I'll let you guess. Who you're thinking? Yeah. He's still in Daegu. Um, still in Daegu. That, somebody that you would say. <laughs> um, so I'm, now I'm trying to get in the head of Bulger. Quiet. I'm looking at, quiet I'm looking guy at the... Keeps himself incredibly fast. Hit the See, ball I'm, a mile. Are you thinking Brandon Brown? Is that who you're going with? No. You know, BB is a fair shot, but no, not him. And uh, way back in the day, these two were head to head against each other for MVP. Mike Darmore. Oh, shit. Fuck. Yeah. No, he yeah. was not on my list. Dude was, um, man, like, uh, like, and, and, and Mike, like, don't get me wrong, uh, strictly based purely on talent. Like, Mike would show up for the game, play his game, drink a beer, go home. Um, so, but what, and, and he was my teammate twice. Nicest guy going, man. And it was actually, I can tell you a quick story. Can I tell you a quick story? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, go for it. I, very first year, the very first year at Duru Park at game one, week one, whatever. And um, the league, was, we only had four teams, but like, I think it was like 15, 16 people on a softball team. So this is to give you an idea oh, of Darmore. So I meet. I was the only guy, the only captain who had every player show up that day. So I had to like field 15 people hang out. <laughs> so much. I'm like, I'm like, what's your name? What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? And Mike Darmore is in the back in the stands, just sitting up there dead quiet. He's got a bright yellow shirt on there. I remember that. He was going dead quiet. Doesn't say anything because he doesn't speak to anybody. He goes, they get to him. I'm like, your name, Mike. So Mike is batting like 16th in the lineup. So he doesn't get up to like the fifth inning or something. Right. <laughs> His first at bat. What's he do? Boom, launches this home run. And uh, I'm like, note to self, Mike Darmore moves up the lineup. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, From 15th yeah, and, um, to fourth, third. <laughs> like, lead off. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, yeah. So I, I put him on based on talent, one of the most talented players to go through the league for sure, man. Yeah, he was so good. He was a high remember? Do you remember when uh, Biggie was – so Mike Darmore also sure. made a name for himself later on after he was, quote, done with the league. He got mm. caught up in, like, Biggie height, was, like, talking shit, some, you know, lovingly, obviously. Lovingly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's all Biggie height did. But he called yeah. out Darmore and kept saying better than Darmore. Oh, because Biggie was out and we were trying to get a replacement and Darmore's name came up. And, there, and you guys were like, no, you can't have Darmore for Biggie. And then Biggie was like, who's this Darmore guy? I'm fucking, I'm better than him. And so then I was like, no, let's don't pull Darmore. He's the sweetest guy. He's the nicest guy. But then when Timpano, remember Timpano made it to the championship yes. game. Yes, with Darmore. Darmore. Darmore came back Scott and Scott got all those hives. Scott broke out in hives that day. But go yeah, on, sorry. And, and they made um, they made like a rule, like you can have Darmore, but he can only play in the outfield and he has to bench the first inning or Timpano has to play at second. And um, yeah, so Darmore came back and his legacy continued for a few more years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there was actually a controversial call in center field. And oh, um, Darmore that was me. Went, that was me. He, was, he went, Darmore went Superman, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. 
And and Darmore says he caught it, but it was De Villers that said he didn't. Maybe or was it who was the umpire? Were you the umpire? It was me. I was the I was the field ump and De Villers was the home ump. But both De Villers and I saw that he dropped it. And we both said out or safe, 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 safe. And Darmore came up and was like, I caught it. I promise I caught it. And it may have been you who said, I trust Darmore. If Darmore says, Yeah, that, I, I it, probably wasn't because I'm like, that guy doesn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't care. He's his ego is he's got no ego. He's like, Yeah, I felt so bad. You know, after he was just like, I caught it, man. Like, and then they, I caught it. <laughs> and then they went and lost. And it, I think a lot had to do with that call. And that was the one that Hebsey won. Yeah, I believe. And Beatty was on the team too. Yeah. BD, yeah. Um, B, uh, yeah, BD, uh, J, or, uh, oh, fuck, the other guy, Dougie was on that team too. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Right. Feel the drunks. Yeah. All right. Uh, the third name is she still playing, but Jenna Branchy. Jenna Branchy. Yeah. She is, uh, also, I also thought that she may be somebody say, no, she hasn't played in a couple of years. So I would say she is eligible. No brainer. And also, yeah. like, yeah, it's just no brainer. Yeah. She's, no she was brainer. on my team her first year. I picked her in 09 on my team and uh great teammate man have you ever played with her no i haven't been on the same team as her super cheerleader you know she's always like come on two two come on two two let's go let's go i mean she was just a great teammate. yeah yeah so jb's a no-brainer i remember she used to say like when she was uh calling you know when she was on defense she'd be like innies going two outies going short yeah 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 one year bd put her on second base and she was like, I think she came up and she's like, man, those balls are coming in fast. Do you really need me at second? <laughs> so, uh, so BD put her on first and she was gold over there. <laughs> yeah. She goes back to the day where you had to have, you know, a set number of ladies on each team. So each team had to, had to have three ladies on it. Mm. And so yeah. it became a draft strategy. And, and I mean, Branky was going to be a high pick anyway, but Branky was often drafted very, very high, often the, the first female taken. Um, yeah. And uh, absolute joy to be around. Oh, I, yeah. It's, great lady. It's, I had the pleasure of, you know, when I drop my kids off at school, I then drive to the gym and Jenna Branky is riding her bicycle to work and I pass her from time to time. And okay. she had to pull me aside and, and said, stop honking at me. It pisses me off when people <laughs> honk at me. Just roll down your window and yell at me if you have to. But I'll, almost every day, I used to see Jenna uh, on the way to the gym and just wave, wave to her outside my car. You guys should put her in the hall, man. Like, you should have her out for a day and have, like, a Jenna Branky day and get bobbleheads and shit like that. And, like, you know, like, I don't know, man. She, she, she is a DSL legend as far as I'm concerned. It's like, 100%. Yeah. So you're yeah, saying so Branky Darmore and Branky Darmore and Adam Beatty. Yeah, those three are no brainers for me. Captain, my captain, my first captain, Beatty. I'm so, curious yeah, what I, other other people you're going to ask and see what they had to say. Be interesting what other folks would have to say. Yeah, I I I made a long short list of people who I thought maybe said. And Darmore okay. wasn't on. I I I, I skipped Darmore, but so nice. I I put a list of who I thought maybe your answers um i won't reveal it now i'll i'll stop i'll stop recording and then tell you but uh yeah okay. darmore was a great one so um ah, nice those, those three that you said i think deserve it and should be in uh within the year i'm sure everyone will say brandon but brandon brown too fucking yeah. too fucking easy <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what this is about. That's why Dar- 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 that's why Greener was like, Dustin, get on the horn with those old guys. Get on the horn with the guys who aren't here anymore. They'll they'll have memories of good players that we just aren't thinking about. Okay, Bolger. Well, uh, for the sake of brevity, I'm going to let you go. Uh, okay. But goddamn, do I love talking to you. And uh, and also, I, I want to say publicly, thank you for talking to me all these years uh, as I was running the league and offering your advice or just offering an ear for me. I think that I do want to publicly acknowledge that you did that for me, and I appreciate it a lot. Uh, everyone needs a sounding board, right? You know what I mean? You bounce shit off people. But it's all good, buddy. I know what it's like. It's not an easy gig, and it is what it is, though. It's it's uh, You do it for the love, right? And now that you stepped aside, just enjoy this last year. Have a good time, man. Have a good time. Yeah, take it all in and just be grateful for it. Because like I look back at it, especially in the spring, I, 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 can, I think I'm pretty sure I could speak on behalf of so many people, but just like people are still in that Facebook group page, like, oh, who's on whose team or what's going on? It's always worth a look, right? And uh, yeah, it's, yeah. If you play in the league, everyone knows how special it is. So enjoy it, buddy. The last one. Okay. Thanks, dude. All right. Yeah, and um, we're going to take a break. I'll be right back with more Degu Dogs right after this. On the planet, dog. It's the dogs that are in charge and not the men on the planet, dog. It's the dogs that drive the cars and go to work on the planet, dog. It's the men that stay at home alone and drink the water from the toilets. On the planet, dog, the cats don't live in fear. On the planet, dog, the cats... Okay, bark, bark, bark. We're here with our next DSL living legend. You know him from teams like the Swingers. It's Dougie. Dougie, say hi. What's up, man? Good to see you. Good to hear you. Very nice to talk to you again. It's been way too long. For sure. I uh, was tasked by our new commissioner, Jason Greener, uh, to contact all you old guys. Who do you remember from the early days? Um, Who do you think deserves to be in the Hall of Fame that you don't see there right now? Right. Well, I mean, I know we were talking about a little bit a couple of days ago and I got the first name I I just have to mention, although I'm sure that it's been brought up before is Brandon Brown. You know, I was talking to to Greener about him a couple of days ago, too. And I think, you know, it's hard to argue for a better just all around athlete really who's ever played in the DSL. I mean, I haven't played, of course, for the last few years, but I mean, Brandon has won several MVPs, several playoff MVPs. Just, I, I was looking at the names on the Hall of Fame list on the site right now. And of course, there's a lot of great players, but I mean, Brandon's got to be there. I'd say for sure he's got to be there. I know we we talked the other day about about Jenna as well. Jenna Branchy has got to mm-hmm. be at least for all the years I played, probably consistently the the best female player that has ever played in the DSL. Yeah. And then, you know, you've, you've sent me a bunch of names, but I wanted to like, I was thinking there were a couple that I wanted to, to mention that I didn't see there, right? Okay. Good. So, so first one I want to mention, and this is going to sound like a bit of a homer pick because he played for me, but uh, I think Josh Carroll, Oh, great. I don't know who that is. Okay. So Josh Carroll played, uh, 
he probably started in either season one or season two mm-hmm. with Hanamana. Was probably the fastest guy in the entire league. Big left-handed bat. Just like lights out outfielder. Uh, so he won at least probably two championships with Hanamana in the yeah. early days. And then uh, he was my center fielder uh, for our cup winning team, 2011. That, and that was like, that was an incredible outfield. That was uh, Frank Quinn in left. That was Josh Carroll in center. And then I don't know if you remember, um, it was Sean Behan or Sean Behan. Frank Quinn, Josh Carroll, and Sean Behan. That was the outfield for the swingers that year. And it was just in my opinion, the best outfield ever to on a, on a BSL softball team. Strictly unbiased opinion. I've got someone else must have agreed with me. Maybe maybe Maddie. I'm guessing Maddie made the made the site. He's got a baby now, right? He's got a baby. Yeah, he's still doing. He's still making sandwiches and doing and running the website. Like he's basically a captain. He's been a captain the last few years. He's still still doing yeah. everything else, just not actually running a team. Yeah. So the first one, then Josh Carroll. Absolutely. I mean, I think if you um, if you looked up, if you were able to look up his stats, I think it would really uh, it would definitely back me up. Like it's too bad we didn't have great record keeping back then. Stats. Yeah, possibly the fastest guy in the league and then a big bat and then just, you know, lights out in the outfield, like just all around right up there with Brandon, you know, top one to three pick you know, every year he played in the league. And I would say, I'm going to guess Josh played about five years in the DSL. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I never heard of the guy. I, I apologize to Josh. So, all right. So we got Josh. Um, <clears throat> so you got Brand. I'm also giving you Brandon. So you got Brandon because mm-hmm. Bulger teased him, but he went with Darmore instead. Bulger. So you got Brandon and you got Josh. Okay. One more. Think, all right. One more. Ooh, this is tough. Frank, Frank Wynn was another one that I thought, should I, should I add him? That list that I sent you of potentials, should I add him or not? Did he make it? Because really, you know, what do you, it goes back to the question, like what constitutes a DSL Hall of Famer? Right. And Brandon Brown checks all of the boxes. At least when he was in the league, he was somebody that you would have wanted to hang out with. He's great sport, good at, good at the, the, the game. Um, checked them all. Uh, Frank Quinn, uh, definitely somebody you want to hang out with. At least I wanted to hang out with. Great, great hang. I loved it when he stormed the field during a Samsung Lions game or at the end of the Samsung Lions game. Well known for that. Maybe the funniest thing I've seen. (laughs) Um, I was very proud of all of us foreigners when he did that, (laughs) ran around and then, and then exited the field without really any (laughs) consequences. I know that was great. I remember, I think one of them was during a playoff game and uh, I, I canceled a private that night. Right. And so, and they saw me on TV. I didn't tell them <laughs> things I was going to the game. Right. So of course, you know, like the, the whitey foreigners, like the camera gets right up in our face and we're like, yeah, you know, be, like <laughs> double fisting beers. And I get a text message from my, I get a text message from the private. She's like, you know, wow, you must be having such a great time. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And then I think, I think that was one of the nights that Frank or uh, maybe Hebsey went, went on the field too. So 
that was pretty eventful. Yeah. So yeah, Frank's such a, he was such a great player. The only reason I didn't mention him was just because I couldn't remember how many seasons he actually played. Yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, I mean, I know he played at least like three, maybe more, maybe a fourth one too. But I mean, I think he's got to be in the conversation too. I think because, uh, you know, I mean, there's, there's several guys, like a guy like Mike Kenyon, like how many years did he play in the league? Right. He's, he's on the thing. I think he's in the hall of fame. I think and he's in the hall of fame. Yeah. And he is one of the original, um, or at least a captain from the second year, maybe at the first year too. I'm not sure. I think it's just four in the first year. Okay. Yeah. Cause it was you three and Pam. Right, right, right. Okay. So probably from year two on. So I'm going to say he probably played four or so years. So, you know, he, he, I would say Frank played just as many years as, uh, as Kenyon did. So I think, I think his name's gotta be there. Um, also in terms of like DSL lore, Frank also made his way onto one of Timpano's shirts, the hits and giggles. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah, like there's a lot of hard ones like Keeler and Kudra and, uh, Frank. It's like, yeah, they, I mean, in my mind, they're, they're MVPs to me. They're, they're Hall of Famers to me, but, uh, damn. you know, yep. I Connery, love it. How many championships did Connery win? I love it. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> the first seven or eight, he, he, yeah. he was on your team. You were winning. It's an incredible amount of, of championship wins, like solid bat, uh, good outfielder, uh, you know, with that, he had that like Ichiro stance always going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love watching Mike play. I love, and you know, it's, it's funny. Like he doesn't live far from me at all. I know. Yeah. He lives like right down the road. I um, talked to him. I talked to him fairly, very often. And oh, he's, really? he, he said that he's like, yeah, Doug is right here, but I don't really see him too much. Yeah. We, I mean, we went to a hockey game and then that was like right before COVID. And then of course we don't even need to go into all that, but yeah, just like, yeah, we kind of lost lost touch for a little while after that but uh i think i think he still i think he still works at costco like clara sees him there every once in a while oh get out really yeah yeah, she'll run into him when she's shopping there i love that i fucking love that that happens that's so great to me isn't that crazy like from korea to yeah but fuck washington yeah it's crazy all right so Um, do you want do you want you want to just have Connery out there as a possibility. You still have one more, like you one know. more. Okay, all right. If I gotta pick one more, oh, this is tough. If I gotta pick one more, I am gonna go with Adam Beatty. Uh, fucking Bolger took him already. You take him already. All right, then I'm going with. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, edit that out. If I'm going to go with one more, I'm going with Scott Timpano. Wow, Scotty T. I yes. like it. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Scott Timpano. Uh, I mean, multi-year captain, uh, just incredible bat, like just able to place the ball wherever he wanted to place the ball. You know, like he wasn't like the huge power hitter it wasn't like the you like the blazing speed, but he could place the ball wherever he wanted to, and like one of the best gloves, infield gloves, 
that you're going to have on any softball team and yeah. just year in year out. Like that was the thing about his style of play too, is uh, though, is like he, um, he could play like a little bit hurt or it didn't matter. Like, you know, like, like some guys, like they get a few years older and they slow down a little bit or they don't like, they're not jacking the ball quite as hard because their backs hurt him. But Scott, like his style of play lends toward him playing for another like 20 years of DSL if he wanted to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He also, I mean, he always played shortstop and uh, was perhaps the best shortstop for a number of years. His throat is his, I love watching his throw to first. It was always kind of a really like good looking throw. And um, he also something weird about it being at first base though. Like being at first base, it was like, it's a little, his delivery would almost like throw you off a little bit sometimes. Oh, I never saw it from that angle. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing, Timpano, you're right. Like he had a surgical bat, but at auxiliary, he could go over the fence at at Samsung. And uh, so there was some pop in there also. I like it. I like the Timpano pick. Interesting. So your oh, except for except for your second pick, Josh. Um, Brandon is still in town. He's just not playing anymore. He probably won't ever play again. Um, and Timpano also is in town and just probably won't play anymore. So definitely deserving of the Hall of Fame. I mean, I think Matt Campbell should go in there, even though he is playing. We don't need a. We don't need all the rules. You know, we can just do what yeah, we want. Ten year, ten years out of the league and all that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Well, I'm glad at least that I had, like, I was able to to add somebody who you got hadn't thought of because I think Josh Carroll is somebody who, if you talk to, you know, if you talk to Bolger and Sitar and Matt Campbell, he'll he Matt Campbell played with him and and might have captained him too. Um, all those guys, they're all gonna remember Carroll. Scotty will remember him. Uh, Beatty, yeah, the the I'm sure. I'm pretty confident they would back me up as that he deserves uh, to be in the hall of fame for sure. Very, very good stuff. Yeah. I've added him to the list. I think, I mean, I don't, I think part of those, you know, rules, like you got to wait X number of years after they've left Korea or after they've left the league is why so many people aren't in there because we just did never got around to it. And then like when you and Bolger left, it was like, oh, they're shoe-ins. They should be in there right now. And then there was no waiting. Uh, like Corey Sitar is the same thing. He's not in there yet. It's just people don't get around to it. Um, and right. now, the, now the Greener is looking at it and he's saying, this is way too sparse for a beer league softball Hall of Fame. <laughs> you know, let's just fucking throw people in there, especially the ones who deserve it. There's a lot out there. So the, yeah, the, what'd you say, Josh Carroll? Josh, Josh Carroll's yeah. a, Josh Carroll is the person that this conversation was made for. This is why you and I are talking. And it's, yeah, it's awesome. I, and you know, it's just talking about him now makes me want to try to reconnect too, because I haven't talked with him in years, but like, yeah, just hell of an athlete, man. I think he definitely belongs. And you know, just when you mentioned beer league, I got to throw out two of my buds here. Um, Gaz and Molaski. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. just like sheer numbers of beers drunk and still going out there and playing solid ball 90% of the time, you know, <laughs> like who could, who could 
do what those guys did and still go out and play good something. And I think Gaz, Gaz won a, an MVP one year too. I mean, Gaz yeah. is great bat. And like, I remember the very first year he played, I think I drafted him when I had the, either when he was on the master batters with me or the year before in the green goblins. And he didn't want to play with a glove. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he, wanted to play, he wanted to play cricket barehand style. And uh, we had to convince him to wear a glove. And uh, I mean, Gaz is just, he's just gold, man. I would, I would love to see him in there. I would love to see Malaski in there too. I mean, also just all of the contributions that Malaski made to those early years. Yeah. All those hours that he videos. spent, the videos. He, and he used to help me and Bolger out quite a bit too, with just getting the gear and the beer and the water to the, to the field and cleared up at the end. So I think he definitely deserves a nod too. And, and Jeff was a, was a good player with a good bat too. Yeah. I, you know what? I think actually I can hear Greener yelling at me right now saying, why are you limiting? Why are you limiting uh, these guys to three picks? <laughs> Cause what was that? Yeah, was I, that was my thing. Yeah. I think I've gone, I've done like seven now. Well, I'm just I, looking at these names and I'm like, oh, him too and her too. And like, yeah, I mean, I could just, I could keep going on and on and on. I think that's good. I, I think that actually is what we want from this. We don't want Dustin here saying, no, no, you said three. That's it. Yeah. That person doesn't count. So, I mean, yeah, Brandon, Connery, uh, Josh Carroll. Uh, who's your third person you said? Brandon, Connery. Josh Carroll, I picked the uh, Timpano. Yeah, Scotty. Yeah. But the Malaski, Gazzy, you know, both of them are still in town too. Malaski's in town and Gazzy, Gazzy's down in Busan now. So are you playing this year? Yep, I'm playing. I'm not captaining. I'm the media wing of the DSL. <laughs> I, was, I was drafted by Ruben, Ruben Rodriguez. Oh, cool. So I may win a cup this year finally. Where, where are you guys playing? Hyojin. We're at Hyojin all day now, all season, because COVID, I think next year will be fine. But this year, they're still really on, like, COVID uh, restrictions. And so we just got to go to Hyojin to hide. Right. We can't be in a public place, like, flaunting these rules. So I think next year we'll be able to be in, a, you know, cheaper fields. I hope so. I think, and I think it's a great, I think it's a great pick. To have greener kind of helm the league yeah yeah as, you know as you step aside i think that's a great it couldn't be there's not a better person out there to do it so and um not to suck his dick too much he's been fantastic i i since he's taken over quote taken over and not to take away from anybody else but if we're only talking about greener and what he's done i've i've loved it i've loved everything his the passion that he has mixed with the competence and is like like this you know he's like let's put together a fucking legends committee <laughs> like yeah make sure the, make sure the dso is celebrated it's like great this dude loves it he should be there i love it man you know like back here i'm i teach uh this year i started teaching uh like video production right like and i have like a we have like a tv studio and we make we make a show every day and so i've been trying to teach my kids about um writing scripts mm -hmm. and uh so what they're practicing writing a script that's like 30 to 45 seconds long like these you know just little 
you know, uh, just little segments that we can put on this TV show. And so this, the example that I wrote for them, because I wanted the first story I have them write is something about themselves. Because usually people like to write about themselves and they're comfortable doing it. And they, the results usually come out pretty well. And so my story about myself was about uh, starting the DSL with uh, J.O. and Bolger. Mm-hmm. And like how it has, uh, how we were so proud of it because it's something that has like continued on and grown and like all these years later, year 16 now, you know, that's, it's just crazy to even say that, but like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just super happy that it's still going and going strong and people are still enjoying it. And, uh, you know, sometimes every once in a while, Bolger and I will get on here on messenger and we'll start chatting and then we'll, I'll uh I'll link my phone up to the to the TV here and we'll just like watch a few innings of DSL when uh, oh, Quentin, really yeah yeah when Quentin gets the uh gets the feed going yeah that's that's awesome that's fun to see and because you know there's still there's a lot of new faces but there's still a lot of people that I uh, that that we recognize so that's really cool to see everybody I I think that. Over the last three years, there were moments that me and DeVillers thought, you know what, it may not make it. The, the league may have met, met its match. Um, but now looking at it with Greener there and Jonesy is so gung-ho. Jonesy does a great job. Kyle is always helping out. We already mentioned Maddie. Just those, those four are really the, the core captains group right now. That They're the ones that aren't rookies, I guess. But I... I see it lasting to year 20, really no problem. I don't see any reason why it's all, it almost feels like a revival. Like it's, it's back, baby. You know, like I, I think it's going to make it easy to 25, uh, 20, 20 years. We got to, I mean, what we're at 16 now. It's like if for year 20, you gotta like, I gotta make it happen. At least like be there for the finals or something. You know what I mean? That could be a thing like on champ. I think championship Dave, I think, yeah, you, me, Robbie, Dougie, Corey Sitar, these guys can just say like, just be in Korea for that weekend. It's four years from now. And then, and then show up. Uh, I mean, it would just be the greatest thing. I'm serious, man. I love that idea. And I think like we can make it, we could swing it to where, because the end of the season, that would be like, maybe like a week or 10 days after uh, I finished my school year. Like it could yeah. work out just right. Yeah. It's perfectly right in the early summer. Yeah. All right, Dougie, I'm going to let you go. Um, thanks so much for, uh, for talking to us. It's really great to have, you know, one of the founding fathers here on the, the humble Daegu dogs podcast. Thanks for having me, man. It's been fun. Uh, trip down memory lane for sure. Dogs on my dogs in the game, them dogs locked up doing time in the chain. My dogs on the street, my dogs in the hood, my dogs in the projects up to no good. My dogs, I ride for my dogs, I die for my dogs, this one for my dogs. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, we're here with another legend of the league, Jason Yantorn. Jo, what's up, dude? Nothing, just drop the kid off at daycare. How are you enjoying living in America, dude? Good. Um, I'm back. You know, I've been back, I guess, five years, more than five years now. And uh, took a little while to, I wasn't like most people. I came back with pretty much no plan. So it took a little while to figure out what I wanted to do. 
now that I know what I want to do, I'm working on it. How's uh, how's little Frankie doing? Good, man. He just started. Uh, he just started t-ball this uh, last weekend. Has he had his first beer yet? <laughs> uh, several, <laughs> several. We ain't raising no tea toddlers around here. <laughs> um, hey, Jo. So I don't know how much time you spend thinking about the league, reminiscing about the league, but um, we're about to start a new year. Uh, Jason Greener is taking it over, and uh, he thinks that the Hall of Fame doesn't have enough people in it. I think he's right. You know, we have 16 people in the Hall of Fame. There's, it's been around for 16 years. One per year seems low, yeah? Um, yeah, I, I, I would think so. I mean, there, there are definitely more than 16 names I could probably come up with that are, that are Hall of Fame worthy, in my opinion. Do you lean more it should be exclusive or do you lean more like it should be inclusive? I don't really have any criteria other than I think you should have played at least three years. Uh, that's something that came up. I talked to Bolger and Dougie already. And uh, yeah, time of how long somebody's played has come up a few times. Um, can you real quick just run through uh, the, the early days of the league, what it was like, maybe what you think it's different than how it is now? Um, yeah, so, you know, early on, well, actually the first season we had, we had picked to the opposing team. Oh, I didn't know that. But, but we found that arguing bowls and strikes and everything just took forever. So, <laughs> so with that, the following year, we moved to, uh, we did move to the, uh, to the five pitch limit and pitch to the opposing or pitch to your own team just to speed up the game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we sped up the game. Um, I would say probably um, in the early days, it was a little, it was a little easier to be uh, you, you could make fun of somebody and they could take it. How's that? <laughs> That's why people talk about like, It'd be so fun for the the twenty year anniversary if like all the old guys come out and we all have a big party, which I do think would be great. But I think there's going to be um, a clash of generations. What's what's considered acceptable behavior and not? Well, it's a good thing that I don't concern myself with what some Gen X or Gen Z or thinks is acceptable behavior. What so then? I mean, I I've heard a lot of stories from Buckley talking about you know pissing on all these shacks, playing Rocky Cup and doing wheelbarrow races, shooting off fireworks at the end of a day, climbing trees. Yeah. Yep. Tree ball. Yeah, I was there for all those. I remember all those things. So here's the problem, Jo, is that there's really very few people that are still left over. Uh, from even you know i came in in year seven or so so i never saw the first five six years um so the kind of the old guys like not not like not the jason yantorns or the chris bulgers but like your maybe your frank and leah's or your connery's are are, are being forgotten about and so are, we're trying to go in the hall of fame 
No, actually, Dougie made that Dougie was just arguing for him. Yeah, that I is, know. That, yeah, yeah, I um, if if I got a vote, I I got a vote for Connery. I don't know who's in and who's out, but I would say if Mike Connery's not in, that's probably the biggest oversight. <laughs> well, I can make it harder for you and give you other names. Well, do you want me to do that, or do you want to come up with some of your own? Um, either way. Okay. Let's see. So I can only go by when I was there. So I've I've been out of the league for five years. Um, if you could try to keep it like years one through six or seven, like the the guys that we wouldn't really know. Okay. Uh, Steve Barber. Hmm. I don't know him. Do you want to just talk about him for a second? Let us know who yeah, he is. Barber's Barber's a solid dude, Canadian boy. Um, played on T-Birds the first two years for sure. And I can't remember if he played year three and if he did who he played for, but Barber was a good ball player, a solid dude. And uh, he was one of those guys when me, Doug and Bolger started the league, he was one of those guys who we met through the league. And by week two, he was just one of the boys. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And Barber is, I'm not sure what he's doing, if he's a military contractor for the Canadian government or if he's actually in the Canadian Army. But he just got back from Kuwait recently, like this past summer. Oh, cool. I guess. Do you know uh, Josh Carroll? I do know Josh Carroll. Hell of a good ball player. Uh, I won a championship with Josh Carroll. 2009. That was Dougie's. That was Dougie's guy that we hadn't heard of. Yeah, um, Carroll won back-to-back titles. He won with me in 09, and he won with Dougie in, I'm wanting to say, 11. Okay, so we got Steve Barber. We got Josh Carroll. I'm just, I'm mostly interested in the guys that I have not heard of before. I'm trying to think of these these early-on dudes. I know Kenyon's in, Pam is in. Um, yep. I know. So let me, let me, let's do it the other way around. Um, here are some of the names that I think are on par with Connery. Lee Gasgold. Yes. Jeff Molaski. Yes. Yeah, that's about it. Th- those two are the ones. Can I give you controversial ones? I'll give you two controversial ones. Kudra, Keeler. Kudra, yes. Um, Keeler, I never played with, but I... How many years did Keeler play? I, you you, you got to sell At me least. There. Oh, I'm dude, you you know as much about Keeler as I do. Um Keeler, I don't know, probably played three or four years at least. Um not not a what, not know, an officer. It it doesn't, yeah. I mean, yeah, put him in. I'm of the <laughs> like uh, you know, I'm of the opinion like it, it it doesn't, you know, those people going in the Hall of Fame don't, don't detract from from my contributions. I love it. Uh, you you and I agree on this one. I, I think it should be very, very inclusive. Bring him in. We all love Keeler. Put him in the Hall of Fame. It's a beer league, for God's sakes. Yeah, I, agreed, agreed. Um, Dan Lacey. <laughs> Dan Lacey in. Um, but, you know, you don't just got to be a great player or win championships. Uh, one of the last people we put in the Hall right before I left was Heather Watson. Do you remember Heather? I do. Yeah. And 
you you know, you could not pick a more deserving person. She rolled with the punches. She brought in brownies. She came every <laughs> Sunday. Yeah. You know, what, what, what more do you want? Right. You know, she probably had the slowest first, to third time in the history of the league. First to third, yeah. And <laughs> just, uh, you know, she, I, I played with her one or two seasons and man, she was just, she was just good fun to have around because it was like telling dirty jokes in front of your grandma. Yeah. Uh, Heather Watson is a great, great example of the type of person we want in the hall of fame. I, I agree. You know, Heather Watson, pick up a trash bag and clean up everybody's cigarette butts and beer cans, even though she didn't smoke or really drink. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got a question. Is what Timpano about, still playing? Timpano's in now. Timpano's going to be in and Bill Algio is going to be in too. So some of the mm. more obvious ones we'll, we'll put in. Bolger said Darmore. Um, yeah, dude, Darmore, uh, at least in the, in the 10 years I played, Darmore is a top five player. Yeah, and I, I hadn't thought about him, but when Bolger brought him up, it was clear, like, yeah, that's another example of a forgotten guy. And he's still in town. Is he? I, I you know, I haven't, I haven't seen him in a decade. <laughs> what um, a good dude. Yeah, a lot of people are in town. And in fact, okay, Jay, let me ask you the ultimate question. Matt Campbell, for example, do you think it's okay to put somebody who is a current member of the league in the Hall of Fame? I think um, I think when he hangs him up, you put him in. That said, I wouldn't rule out Matt Campbell pulling a Jim Palmer on you guys and trying to get back in after he's in the Hall of Fame. He's a crafty <laughs> one. I say just put him in now. Fuck it. He's done his time. Yeah. Uh, geez. What, what year are you guys in now? You must be year 16, 17. 16. Yeah. Crazy. Last question for you then. Um, yeah. I have I'm petitioning Greener now to rename the Hall of Fame, the Dustin Waters Hall of Fame. (laughs) That guy's an idiot. (laughs) No, it's my (laughs) it's my idea. Yeah, no. (laughs) So do you have so, you know, like um, uh, fucking, you know, Dan Lacey's got the Dan Lacey Award. Nudio's got the Nudio Award. Would you name the Hall of Fame after somebody else besides me? No, I think uh, I think I think named after the league is fine. The DSL Hall of Fame, you know, we're not calling Major League Baseball Hall of Fame the Harmon Killebrew Hall of Fame, right? But yeah, right. The Harmon Killebrew is that what you said? Yeah, Harmon Killebrew, slugger for the Twins in the sixties. <laughs> Eric Nash will get the reference. Nash will be in it. Nash should be in it. Yeah. Is is Nash not in? He's still playing. Huh? He's still playing. Oh, well, there you go. I'm on his team this year. He is the the satchel page of the DSL, I guess, then, huh? You know, he's got to be the oldest guy in the league. He, uh, he's definitely the oldest person in the league. And he, J.O., he looks so old. I tell you, it's like he drank out of the wrong grail. <laughs> Is he still hitting bombs? Probably, man. He's a fucking power lefty. He can't put it out at Hyojin. 
but he can fucking uh, sing it right past your ear if you're Brian, playing infield. Bill Algio, two-time champion. I won a title with him in 09, and then he won his own in 12 or 13. I love that Bill Algio won a championship as a captain. Mm. And if memory serves, they defeated a very powerhouse. Oh, man. Am I, it was either batters, master batters, or brew jays. Uh, Derek Enns led team. Derek Enns is a name for you. Yep. Derek Enns is on my short list. Derek Enns w- won the league the next year after Algio. Um, I which think was if my anybody in the league could have been more callous than me, it might have been Derek Enns. I hesitate to say this, but I did not care for Enzi at all. Uh, you know, him um, and I look, there was nobody to get better to get as close as you were. If you were a fan, I would get as close to the field as possible and just start shooting ends and he would freak out. He'd threaten to punch me in the face. He'd fuck in. He would just get so mad. And it was the funniest thing ever to me. I'd say, I'd say to Dougie, you know, I watch me go fire ends up. And then I was as close as I could, drunk as shit, no shirt on, just start fucking chirping. And and would ball about it. Threatened to uh, kill people, threatened to punch me, ask the umpires to throw me off the field. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a trivia question. Who's the only guy to get thrown off a field? It's JL. But the more interesting part of it is it was Enzi who got you thrown off or asked to have you thrown off. <laughs> Uh, those were good times man i and it just became a thing over the years i would you know do you remember scott timpano uh calling the spirit of the league call yeah what an idiot the team that he called it on was enzi's team and and i that was the field on and i've i (laughs) was gonna murder everybody on the field for it no spirit of the league there. Oh, yeah. oh, oh man. Derek, Derek ends is a Hall of Famer for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, he's on my list. I didn't know if anybody would bring him up, but but I did jot him down. Yeah. I, I 100% think Derek ends is a Hall of Famer. I think Connery, I, I would have actually. So, of guys who are not in town anymore. And so I'll, I'll work off that basis because you never know if if Brown comes back or Timpano or one of them guys. So guys who are gone. Okay. I got Connery one and probably ends two. Steve Barber three. Steve Barber's up there on my list. Yeah, Barber three. Okay, I think uh, I think is I can Roger lock that Rooney in. in the Hall of Fame. Is Roger Rooney in the Hall of Fame? I think he is. Yeah, I I, I went through it. I'm pretty sure he's one of the names I saw. Yeah, I, I you know what? I think he is too. I think we put him and Watson left the same year, and I think that they were, uh, I think that they were classmates that year. Yeah, that sounds right. I don't. So I don't know Roger Rooney. I don't know that I ever crossed paths with him. Great dude, great ball player, good lefty, a guy who would, um, a guy who would just dive at a at a ball that he had no business diving at and come up with the catch i'll tell you another another name you probably don't know but you should hit bolger up about because bolger played with him all three years he was in the league i think three or four years is mark harper oh i don't know that name yeah mark harper um i mean they talk about mondor pizza shins mark harper was pizza body (laughs) 
Really? Is he like, was he Nudio before Nudio? Yes. Not as good of a ball player as Nudio, but um, I, I would venture to say nobody would dive at a ball faster than Harper. Yeah, Mondor, Mondor will still do a little bit of a diving, but his bones will break along the way now. He's an old man. I hear you. Everybody's an old man. We, I'm glad I didn't let that happen to me. <laughs> You'd be, you'd be, uh, I don't know if you'd be impressed or disappointed if you saw the league now. Everybody is 10 years older than they were <laughs> in your memory. Yeah, I, Jared Balky's gone now. There's a playoff hall, or a playoff MVP. Yeah, Balky. I don't have Balky anywhere. Yeah, Balky, um, Balky won a playoff MVP for. Yeah, uh, Q's, right? Yeah, the Q's, Robbie's team. Yep. Oh, maybe they were, maybe they were just the cues at that point. Yeah. He got, he got, he wised up and took the, the profanity out of his team name. <laughs> uh, All right, buddy. I'm down to 6% battery. Okay. Right. All right. Hey, but Jay, just, just give a goodbye, give a goodbye to the, to the league or give like a sign off for the league. All right. DSL. Well, do your thing for year 16, and uh, I'll make more of an effort to watch him this year. All right. That's Jason. I'm going to come to the homepage and insult somebody, and hopefully we'll start a little flame war. <laughs> do it, man. We look forward to it. That's J.O. J.O., man, thanks for talking to us. We'll, uh, we'll be back after this. Okay, we're back with another Degu legend, DSL legend, Ariella Barnesem. How are you doing? I am excellent. How are you? Awesome. Even better now that I'm talking to you again. <laughs> uh, you, missing you... those days for sure. Where are you we living started now? playing How a is... pickup game on Fridays at my school. So uh, Tasha and I play some ball against the high schoolers on Fridays. Uh, a lot of DSL home runs going on in there. With the, <laughs> <laughs> I think I went around the bases on uh, errors the other day. So Perfect. <laughs> you teach. You have to teach them the Dan Lacey rule: no throwing, stop throwing the ball. Yeah, half of them are barefoot and don't use gloves, so uh, we're working on it. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Are you helping? You helping explain the rules to the the children? Tell them the lessons you learned. I just sort of yell at them a lot. Go that way. <laughs> <laughs> that's works. not too that's not too dissimilar to how the dsl started true <laughs> <laughs> now do you remember what years you were a part of the league um my first season was 2011 okay so 2011 was my first season and then i skipped 2012 i was traveling mm -hmm. and came back 13 through 17 i guess yeah okay so that would have been, I think the league started in 07. So you were in year four and then six, seven, eight, nine until you left. Yeah, I got a cup that first year. You won a cup. Who is that? Who is your captain? Swingers, what team was that? Man. Swingers 2011. That was the team. Dougie? That was fun. Yeah. 
I was a oh. swinger my first three years, actually. Do you remember a guy named Josh Carroll? Hell yeah, center field, Josh Carroll. He's who I wanted to bring up. That was sort of our little dream team. Uh, Josh Carroll and we had Frank and Leah and mm-hmm. was it Babin, um, Mitch, Mitch Guinan. He he's up in Seoul now. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a sweet team. When and, I talked to Doug, Dougie talked about Josh Carroll. I'm I'm sorry I stepped on him. Uh, if you wanted to bring him up, but we've we've learned about him just in this episode of the podcast. Yeah, dressed ready to go in his Under Armour for every game. <laughs> <laughs> Showing up, right? He was fast, man. Do you remember yeah, anybody he- else from those early days? Maybe not maybe your team or other teams that just stood out as athletes. I loved playing with Mike Fitzgerald. Do you remember that guy? Oh, yeah. He hasn't come up yet. Yeah. Mike Fitzgerald played third a lot when I played home. And we got so many of those outs because uh, he did not hold back. So anytime my fingers were aching, that was because uh, Mike Fitzgerald hur- hurled one at the at the bag. Yeah, I remember you. You, you were great c- catcher to have back there. You could just like whip it in there and there's a glove pop out. Great when time. I did when I did a split on home base uh, in Gyeongju. Oh, you were there for the the overnight games that we did in Gyeongju. Yeah, where we played in the dark. You couldn't even see Dougie in left field, and there was like a river running <laughs> along the third baseline and ditches. Couldn't see anybody. <laughs> it was fun. Oh, I know. Now the fields are a little bit different from back then. We used to really play kind of like in the city for the most part off subway lines and so therefore people could just drink very easily and and it was a little wilder of a time yeah i really liked playing at um the old lions uh the extra little parking lot park <laughs> the auxiliary that field yeah fun basically in the parking lot of emart and uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh you could walk to downtown in like 20 minutes after games are over yeah. And uh, what, was, what was the other field at Kemyung? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where we used to play our, our playoffs. So it was a good oh. field. Buckley, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What happened with Buckley there? Didn't he pee on the guard post and we got banned? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted it to be brought up again. <laughs> did, wait, did anyone ever find out if that's the truth or it's all just we suspect? <laughs> I, I personally think that it was Q-tip that, that peed on the shack and Buckley got blamed for it. But Buckley is so blacked out drunk that he's like, I don't think I did it, but I could have done it. So he's claimed it as his own. It's all right. We've just attributed it to him now. Yeah. Do you do you remember any other good hangs from back in the day? Good hangs. People that were fun to hang out with. Um. My personal favorite, who I think I should get a shot in the Hall of Fame, is Frank Quinn. For really sure. Good. Yeah, I, I saw him in Cali over the winter. Uh, him and Leah, we hung out a bit. Mm-hmm. And I got to play with those two two years in a row. Uh, both on Dougie's team. He tried to bring the Dream Team back together for the second year. Yeah. Uh, and just great player and just fun to play with motivating and just a really he, cool dude. He, him and Leah, Frank and Leah came back 
to Korea for a spring to play in the DSL one last time. Yep. <laughs> and uh, we were reminiscing about how he uh, ran on the field at Samsung Lions games a couple times. Yeah, started a trend. Didn't didn't Patrick do it after? I the, think the a few week. people did it. Yeah, I think Gazzy yeah. may have done it. I think Hemsey may have done it. There were, there were quite a few. I don't know how we weren't uh, profiled and banned from those fields either. <laughs> I Yeah, I think we may have been actually, but can't do it now. It's harder to do it at the new stadiums. Yeah, Frank, Frank Quinn has come up uh, a couple times. We, we've talked about him. I did not have him in my short list, but I'm thinking I should add him. So in your mind, then, Ariella, if you had, if you were able to describe who what kind of person should be in the hall of fame the dsl hall of fame what would you what would you say the criteria should be uh i think it's more about um vibing and contributions to the league in ways other than skills i mean obviously i'm not the best player but you know i went out there every week trying to organize trying to do this fundraising thing with the uh, North Korean Refugee Center and with um, just raising money for our friends that needed it in our community. Um, I think it was a really important thing for a lot of people. What did Bulger say? Making the biggest deal out of the littlest deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were a part of the, the original, you and I, I don't know if it was you only or you and Eva or exactly how it started, Melikin, that, that started doing the 50-50s and and shortly thereafter, we actually partnered with uh, an orphanage, you know, from time to time. And then you ended up working with the North Korean refugees, I think. Yeah, um, I think it was the first year Robbie just had a thing of tickets left over from something. And so he gave them to Eva, uh, Amy, Joe and I. And we right. just started 50-50s. And I think that was even like mid-season or towards the latter half of the season. And it worked, it worked well. We raised quite a bit of money. So the next year we put it into effect uh, prior to the season and implemented it. We funded a lot of things. Uh, we helped people with surgeries. We helped yeah. various organizations, so. It was coming to a point where the DSL was being, very, being rowdy from place to place and we were starting to lose the ability to book fields um, as a consequence of that. And then, I, yeah, I think it was Robbie. Robbie was the first person to say, we, we need to have a charity wing of this organization to kind of give back to the community that we're thankful for living in. And I remember you and Eva and Amy going around uh, soliciting those 50-50 tickets, doing mm -hmm. a good job selling them. And, and the 50-50 lives on. We still do that. And we have like small little knickknacks that will, you know, so we'll pull several cards and then um you know people come up and grab a shirt or grab a free beer stuff like that so we're still doing that to this day thanks to you guys yeah it was fun i mean i went all around the neighborhood and i got uh free prizes from all the bars travelers and uh who's bob and all the thursday parties so it was nice to also get people back out so you know when we played in those downtown fields we could just go right out and claim our prizes right <laughs> yeah right yeah that was so great so you mentioned eva you mentioned amy joseph um she's leaving us here she's moving back to the states this summer i understand um 
Would you would you argue for their induction into the Hall of Fame, DSL Hall of Fame? Well, Eva is already in there. Um, That's right, she is. Yeah. So she's already in there, and yeah, I mean, I would say Amy Joe contributed a lot. She hasn't played a lot in the last few years, so I don't even I don't actually remember the last time she was a player, though she's been involved in the league. You know, this yeah. whole time. So I again, tell you I don't know what yeah. your criteria is, right? <laughs> there are no, it's it's up in the air what the criteria are. I was thinking maybe like because there's a lot of people that are on there. Are, there are a few people that are just obvious, right? They're your obvious picks, and then there are also obvious no's. But then there's a lot of people kind of on that outside, like yes, no. The the conversation can be had. So I I like arguing about those people. Uh, <laughs> another one. Uh, from back in the day that is kind of on the fence there would be like a Tasha Monty. Ah, oh, Tasha. Tasha with her broken arm and her clipboard running around. <laughs> uh, I would love to see Tasha in there. And, you know, she she helped out a lot with the women's softball as well, which was an offshoot from the days where, I don't know if everyone remembers this, but, you know, we only had three women per team. And I think my second year, first and second year, especially, there were a lot of women that did not make it in and there had to be a lottery. Yeah. Um, so we decided to um, start a women's league. And I mean, we didn't draft teams, but there were there were a good few years where we got to play two or three games, two or three tourneys a year. Um, mm -hmm. So she was always a captain um, and hugely influential in that. So that's another thing that you brought to the league. Unfortunately, it doesn't live on these days, but I know my wife, Hiromi, loved playing in those those tournaments, too. She she didn't want to play in the DSL, but the women's tournaments, mm -hmm. she 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 loved playing in them. Uh, yeah. So thanks for putting that together. Uh, I know that Tasha also, I think, is broken limbs, broken at least a thumb. Yeah. Was it? No, it wasn't it her wrist. I don't wrist. think it was the arm, but she had a full arm cast like to the elbow. Yeah. <laughs> it was first game. It was game one. I remember her being out there with the, the cast on her hand. Um, I think Lindsay, Lindsay Middleton took a bat to the face with uh, one of the awful bat throws of the early days. And I, I don't know if she had stitches, but she she left some blood on the field. Did you ever yeah, watching that in slow-mo was horrific. You could see it happening before your eyes. And yeah, man, that was not a great injury. Did but her, her face was okay. She didn't break her cheek, right? She was I don't all know. right. When was the last time you saw her? She's looking great these days. She's still here. Um, yeah, I guess I left Korea in February of 18. That would have been it. Yeah, that's been it. Um, did you ever injure yourself? Did you ever have to go to get, get a scan or an x-ray? Um, a couple times I broke, yeah, I was on crutches my first year, but I think that was when I got drunk and fell off the bleachers. <laughs> <laughs> it counts. It counts and, as DSL. Yeah. My, my one injury was caused by you. Me? That day that you decided oh. you were going to block the first base safety bag, <laughs> misogynistic prick, for only me and Brittany, 
none of the men did you do this for. So she got out of the plate. I bowled you over. Uh, <laughs> I was safe, but I landed on my left knee and it has been in pain since then. That was like five years ago. I do remember <laughs> that. Yeah. I remember that, Ariella. I don't know. <laughs> well, I was yeah. very, I was very new to first base and I didn't know it. <laughs> Whatever. Get out of my way. <laughs> yeah, you gave me quite a good shot. I think I may have uh, been scraped up a little bit after that. Well, that's why I live in Thailand. I can't live in the cold weather anymore with that knee, you know? <laughs> well, well, then I guess you're welcome. <laughs> any other uh, lasting memories uh, of the DSL or any, any shout outs or anything you'd like to make sure we include before we let you go? Um, I think I should shout out uh, PDAV and his vibes meter. <laughs> oh, PDAV should be on here. Definitely, for sure. Um, I think he's playing a bit uh, at his school. There's like a, because he's at an American school. So I think that some of his his friends get together, or coworkers rather. Can you run um, down the vibe the vibes meter for us real quick? I think that's an important part of DSL history. Uh, but I can't remember if he actually had one of those little metal pins so the arm could move or if you had to like manually unstick I the arm oh, and take it down <laughs> i remember i remember it being yeah made out of paper but that it, it would yeah. swivel around yeah so anytime uh, he felt we were being too quiet in the peanut gallery he'd pull out the vibes meter and try to pump up the crowd yeah that's sweet i know that you know you had uh some awards for a while i think there was like the Jeff Molaski Award for contribute, contributing, and then there was the Dan Lacey Award. What about uh, something to do with Pat Shannon, who uh, often slept at fields the night before, just so he wouldn't go home and sleep through the game? So you'd walk up at, you know, 8 a.m. and there he is sleeping in the stands, right? You know what's great is now these days, Pat Shannon uh daniel jackson and dan lacy all work together at the same place yeah i know shannon's a dad <laughs> that's so great oh, yeah shannon's uh, another guy who hasn't come up yet i think daniel jackson should be thrown in there like always always a great team member a leadoff batter um you could put him anywhere infield outfield um just a really nice supportive guy to play with so I, another vote for for Djax for me, Ariel. I want to say you have this conversation between you and me has produced more names than any other conversation. Oh yeah, <laughs> more names that I hadn't thought about already. I, I had not thought about Fitzgerald, PDF, Pat Shannon, Djax, Amy Joseph, Tasha Monti. I mean, these are my teams, man. The, all those boys were my first, uh, all my swingers crew, right? So Dougie would always be like, "Let me, let me draft you and Leah." So like you can run the team for me while I just coach. So you can handle all the details. Uh, so I mean, these this is my my glory days of the DSL. And um, you were you were also very helpful when and when we were thinking about re removing all women uh, or gender based rules in the league. You were very helpful. We we counseled or you counseled us, I should say. We went to you for counsel, mm -hmm. and and you were always. Uh, such a leader uh, for the league. And, and I learned a lot from you and I, I fucking loved hanging out with you uh, when you were here. I miss you incredibly. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for talking 
to me again and being on the podcast and I'm reminding sure it's my first podcast, man. <laughs> I, it's incredible. I, there's so many people, but I love having the excuse to go find all the old people and uh, and talk to them. Go ahead. I'm going to let you have your your last your last piece here. Uh, we we uh, we reminisce over here. We miss you guys. And uh, like you said, there's nothing like it in the world. So even though I'm with my DSL buds over here, uh, we wish we could go back. Robbie and I are saying you should have a fall tourney during uh during our next vacation. So we'll let you know. If we if, they, <laughs> if travel open, if travel opens up and you can get to Daegu easily, I I would be uh, upset if you didn't. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> for great. Sure. All right, Ariella, okay. thanks for talking to us. Well, see you later. See ya. Okay, bark, bark, bark. I'm here with another legend of the DSL. It is Rob McClure. How you doing, Robbie? Hi, Dusty. I'm pretty good. How are you? I want to start by asking you a question. That, uh, it's a legitimate question that I don't know. What's, I, people call you Rob here. Your email's Rob here. You're known as Rob here. How did that originate? Uh, to be quite honest, I'm not even sure. It sometime in university, it just uh, started to stick, and I started to answer the phone. Rob here. It works completely. Yeah, and it just happened. But I'll take it. It could be worse. I have a follow-up question for you. Do it. How's your whole family? Rob, I want to know how's your whole family they're doing pretty good man not too shabby oh that song's great the whole way through were, were you on those kind of jokes prior to me or you, you've always been into this it was you 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 started it you you sparked you sparked the flame in me but you said it over and over again and it was funny every time and i was like he must have gotten that from somewhere and i looked it up and stumbled across this song and the song is gold I love it. I well, hadn't you, heard that song until you showed me. I actually got that one from my friend back on long years ago. Oh, uh, man. I, well, I hope that now you're a big fan of the song. <laughs> I am. Uh, Jason Greener uh, and a lot of people think the Hall of Fame is too sparsely populated. So we're reminiscing about the olden days. I'm getting to talk to a bunch of people like you who I haven't talked to in a very long time and talking about the olden days and perhaps if we can think of DSL Hall of Fame entries from that, you know, that's kind of what we're doing right now. Yeah. What yeah. do you remember from the olden days? Were you there year one or did you come later? Uh, I don't remember much at all, but I came, uh, <laughs> I came, I think two or three years in, uh, 2009. So I think that might've been the third season. No, cause J.O. Fourth, fourth maybe. Cause J.O. had won three already, I think. So then J.O. had been the only person to win a championship at that point. Or was J.O.'s third, the bus drivers? I'm not even sure. Like I said, I can't remember much back in those <laughs> days. 
What were you were you drinking or something? No, I don't drink. <laughs> it's water. It's water. Mm, it's all was, water. <laughs> or Folgers coffee. If you're driving a cab, you only drink water, even if it's in a beer can. Have you gone back and, and watched those videos that we did? Have you ever gone back, either the TV show or the Molaski ones, and, and watched your interview with Paul Whitaker? It's, it's been a while, but uh, prior to this conversation, uh, you sparked my interest to go to the website. So I went there and started looking around. And uh, yeah, I think it's on my list of things to do now. <laughs> yeah, they're great. They're great to watch. We've already we've already talked a lot about Molaski and all the things Molaski did for the league, but those videos and then the lasting, you know, how we can go back and watch them and reminisce. It, it really is a gift that keeps on giving. Oh, it, it just yeah, uh, it's unbelievable. There'll be songs that die out faster than those things. <laughs> we brought it back around to songs. We did it. Mm hmm. Uh, you came in now. You. Do you want to tell us the story, uh, truncated version of the story, how your team name, the Q's, came to be? Uh, I, I think it was uh, football captains and maybe a couple other people, and we were talking about team names and whatever. And people were throwing out some names or something, and I said, fuck you. And someone said, you want name your team that. I'm like, I will. Okay, I did. It wasn't a very long conversation. I just said, all right, you want to be that way? <laughs> You called their bluff. Yeah. You called their bluff and several legendary teams were born from a flag football team that went undefeated in the inaugural season to a couple championship DSL championship teams. Yeah, not bad for Daegu. It's fun to experience all that. That was uh, so, yeah, the, just the competition, right? It's so yeah. good to have that in there. That's what I think Beatty said it like it's a great time and people love hanging out. But if it was just show up and drink beer, people wouldn't do it. That competition is a big, big part of it. Yeah. And, and softball has always been better than Frisbee, but Frisbee is a big <laughs> one. And then you have every other sport that you can think of and there's competition. It's fun. It's not just softball. Yeah. And uh, uh, you certainly did a lot with the league. You were part of the DSL charity. In fact, I, I would say that. You, Ariella, headed, spearheaded the, the DSL charity back in the day. And then you kind of helped take over the league after uh, some of the older guys started stepping down. Yeah, well, stepping down and uh, stepping up, uh, we grew pretty quickly there. Four teams pretty rapidly got added. It was, uh, it was a good concerted effort. It was awesome to work with those guys. Tough sometimes, but really, really quality, quality people. Yeah, the league right now is kind of settled at six teams for the past few years. Yeah, back when there, back when it was expanding from to eight to ten, uh, those were some important days. You were one of the people pushing uh, for its advancement, but there were others as well. Some people who have been forgotten to the sands of time, who I'd like to kind of reminisce with you a little bit about, perhaps inductees into the Hall of Fame or just people that shouldn't be forgotten about that were important in the early days of the DSL. That's so difficult. There are yeah. so many people along the way. And I think that's why you got the DSL council together because there's no way to do it unless you have a group of people. Yeah. There you can just, there's so many 
and so many different stories. I, I, when you asked me to do this, I started thinking too much. So I kind of just shut it down uh, after I got so far, but then I kept thinking and then just little names would pop up. And it's amazing how many people are just uh, memories, eh? It is an impossible task. As I've, I've found out, there's just too many to, to actually name. And if you forget somebody, then you feel bad. And, and there's yeah. too many people to actually get everybody. Yeah. So, but uh, I should let you know that you are the fifth person I've talked to. Um, and so a lot of names have been covered and that's fine. Cause if you come up with the same names, then that's fine. They, they get more recognition. Um, yeah. so it's, you can, I think you can rest assured that if you forget somebody, they'll, they'll make an appearance somewhere in the, in the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was guessing. So, um, I know a couple names that were probably automatically right there. Um, so I, I cut, like I said, I didn't go too far and any of these people that, uh, aren't discussed right now will be just they're never going to be forgotten some story is going to come up and they're going to be on the ballot the next time so i'm pretty sure everybody that was discussed amongst those people are going to get in one way or another yeah so what'd you what'd you come up with robbie how'd you like to attack this so i knew some of those were going to be pretty common names and just awesome people and contributors uh but i had to go with these three i had i Maybe I went too creative, but not really, uh, because they're all deserving, but I just didn't want to say the same three names possibly. Uh, so this one, I'm pretty sure had already been discussed and probably he should have been in a while ago. Corey, I'm sure that's been discussed. Uh, Corey Sitar is he's in, but his, 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 it hasn't moved onto the website yet. Yeah, that should be, uh, on there as soon as possible. Uh, yeah, he was fantastic to work with, uh, organized, willing to do, you know, we just worked well together and, uh, spread it out through everybody. And it, it was nice. It was good. I don't, I don't know if I could have done that with many other people. So he's definitely deserving. Yeah. I, I feel, I think, um, your relationship with Corey Sitar was similar to my relationship with Greg DeVillers. Not, not perfectly the same, but you know, a tandem duo, um, yeah. working together. Yeah. You need, yeah, that's a good to have a duo, trio, whatever you need. People are there. More the merrier. Yeah. All right. So we got Corey and actually Corey was somebody who I talked to earlier on this podcast. So he's got his time. We've paid our respects to Corey. He's going to love that you yeah. brought him up again, but who's the next person? Uh, this guy, uh, I personally didn't give enough credit to when I was actually in the league and man, after, after a little, you know, hindsight and retrospect, uh, Steve Craig. Yeah. He hasn't that, come up yet. That guy, the more anyone thinks about it that, that has been around or, or still is, uh, that guy took the DSL, not necessarily the DSL, but basically the, the foundation of it, the people national, and that young Jew tournament was bonkers every single time. And he set that up and he drew people in from Pohong. I mean, that guy, he basically took the whole softball community, not global, well, kind of, but national. We we're, it was awesome. That weekend was insane. Every time, my favorite day of the year, almost. 
I had forgotten. So I remember the name Steve Craig and him making Clamatos at DSL, but I had forgotten how instrumental he was in those early Kyungju tournaments that, that, oh. that led to the formation of like Kohang teams and Busan teams and the Dees team and later Daegu Dogs. So yep. I guess in a way, this podcast owes a debt of gratitude to Steve Craig for, for bringing it all together. Yeah. I, uh, kudos to that guy. I didn't give a, well, he always had credit from me, but I don't think I, uh, I came across that way enough. That guy did absolute wonders for softball. I like and that. Those, that party. How, how, how far from that field to the, we used to rent a whole floor out two floors of a love motel. How, how far from the field to the love motel was it? Oh, it wasn't. Yeah. Not far enough to keep people from. Usher got plastered one time, decided to walk him. Like seven mm. hours later, he, <laughs> we found him. And then the same night, he's hungry. He wants a cheeseburger. So we go to McDonald's and we're standing there just, we could, well, barely standing there. And we're waiting for our cheeseburgers. And we turn around, the door just pops open. Dan Lacey, covered in blood with a construction cone on his head. <laughs> we're like what oh, what the heck this is insane what and the story was i guess two korean dudes got into a fight i mean to a bloody pulp and somehow he started talking to them he hugged one of them i don't know the comfort or what and he got all covered in blood and then he had a construction cone on his head <laughs> oh and then the construction got on his head and then we had to play softball the next day this is like 2 30 in the morning Usher hasn't come up either. Usher is another name. I don't know if he, people would argue that he should be in the Hall of Fame, but he definitely was a big part of the league uh, for many years. That guy would play with one arm, no arms, two legs, no legs. He was always out there until I painted the bases the one time he slid off. <laughs> we haven't talked about that this episode. We talked about it in previous Daegu Dogs, where that was when we went to the decommissioned Samsung Stadium. And we had new bases that were just chunks of rubber and you spray painted them to make them there visible. Was, there was sand included in the paint, but uh, yeah, well, that didn't work. Yeah, that was, uh, there's a lot of these like one-off stories, these events that happen that, that are, you know, Ariella brought up the, um, uh, the vibes meter. And I think that's also something that people, uh, people that was totally forget about. That's the P dad vibes meter. Yeah. But yeah, those tournaments, right? Yeah. We used to do a bunch of tournaments, which led to you creating uh, the Dees team. And yeah. then we always needed another team. And that team was always of, you know, made up of different people, different leadership. And I was like, I got to brand this shit and be a formidable comp uh, competitor to Robbie. And it, I mean, we had a team and the logo and everything, but you, you always kept superiority. Well, we, it, to be fair, I, that was the first team, right? That's really tough to pluck 13 more guys that at, at that level, right? So I, I think dogs could beat Deese now because most of Deese is in other countries and wheelchairs, crutches. That would be a fun game, though. Let's do it. Me and Kyle are trying to get friendly, a friendly game here. Okay, so... I, actually, I do kind of want to linger a little bit on Corey. I, I kind of passed over him, and I think it may be unfair. Do you want to give a couple minutes in just describing what Corey, Corey's contribution to the league? Uh, yeah, sure. Of course. Just 
willing to have a discussion about just about anything. And the, the I think the main goal was it was the, to make sure that because back then 10 teams, right? That's that's a tough go. So that's 130 people right there. And then all all of our fans, you know, mm-hmm. I'd like to thank fans. Thank you, man. <laughs> Best fans uh, in the world. Yeah. And so some days there was probably 200 people there. Right. And his goal, my goal also was to make sure that those people just had the time of their life. Right. And that takes a lot. People don't understand that they just show up and everything's there. And here we go. Good time. Uh, You know, of course, you know, Um, but he was willing to go out of his way, pick up something else, do this, grab a bag, move it over here, move it over there, uh, call some people. Yeah. So, just about anything you could possibly do as an administrator. He did it very, very well. Yes. And that's what I remember too. In my opinion, I was happy to be called the commissioner, but I like the one job I never, ever wanted to touch was like finances, like organizing who's paid, who hasn't paid, paying fields, blah, 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 blah. And uh, I think Dougie was the one who started it. Corey took it over when we had 10 teams. Corey was the one doing it. He handed it off to DeVillers. I think that's the ultimate thankless job in, in the DSL. And, and Corey, Corey was yep. the guy who did it for a long, long time. Huge responsibility. And then on top of that, not inside, not inside the, the DSL, outside also, uh, him and I and a lot of other people worked together to put these tournaments together, right? So yeah. Steve Craig was really the inspiration there because we started to try and do as much stuff as we possibly could. And yeah, Corey was involved with all that. Those tournaments really do help the league, the DSL. It gives people get a chance to, to one-off, see what we're about, and then we get a lot of players through it. I think that's, I know COVID is a huge reason why the league has gotten a little smaller over the years, but I think part of the resurgence now is that we did tournaments. Jonesy and DeVore put together tournaments this this offseason, so they're also learning the lessons from you and Sitar. Yeah. Anybody Great else you got? Uh, yeah, just one more. And this is uh, this could be a first. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a first. Uh, anytime in the DSO, a family has been uh, put in the Hall of Fame as a as a one. A family? Yeah. A whole family? Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I got a guess, but I, I, I don't want to stop on. I want you to say it. Go ahead. I'll give you one guess. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking it's my family, but I, I that seems like too too big headed. I don't know who knew, are the. Yeah, so that's that's like the given in geometry. <laughs> Only you're corner over there. No, it's not you. <laughs> Jack. I, I know you asshole, you fucker. You set me up. That's why I couldn't answer because I'm. I didn't get you up. I yes, can't you believe did. you. Jesus, add you another put... name, commissioner man. What do you want to call now? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. W of Korea Republic. Add another uh, one on it. If you had an MRI on my brain, like, is he talking about me? Does he want me to say it? Is he talking about somebody else? Is this hubris? You, uh, yeah, I don't appreciate what you just did, but now. Oh, okay. All right. That I know somebody else. Some other time, probably. A family? What, like, 
J.O. and Stella, like Stella doing work for, for Colin Fields? No, we'll cut this off right here. The worst guesser ever. I don't there, want you on the price. Is there an obvious answer that I'm just fucking missing right now? No, no like I said, I, I, I uh, was thinking outside the box a little bit. And uh, like I said, contributions and uh, kind of attendance and all that kind of stuff. These, these three have it. And Zach, Zach, Sarah, and Ziggy. <laughs> yeah, think okay. About, think about that group. Mm-hmm. He's involved from a distance all the time. Camera out all the time. Just a great ball player, good dude. And then uh, Sarah and them, the podcast that they used to put together, do they still? And those commercials, they, they need to make a, a highlight reel of commercials <laughs> those things made me chuckle every week and then they'd have people over the house all the time for podcasts that, that's a lot of shit to do man and they've always been there all the time and then ziggy was brought up right in it i remember rolling a ball to him at some tournament one time Hyojin, i think it was that family's great dude they're always there and they love yeah. it they so, they were there at this I, past tournament they're still doing it nice yeah, I think they deserve it. Well deserved. And now Zach is a captain again. Um, so he's kind of come come back into the fold. And so Sarah is there and Ziggy and they have another one, Elliot. Even more of a reason. Wow. Nice. Elliot. Yeah. Nice one. Okay. Um, I So then that, that leads me to a question because um, Zach and Sarah, uh, Ziggy and Elliot are all still active in the league. Do you think that we need to wait for them to leave the DSL before we put them in? Or this is my Matt Campbell question because Matt Campbell has been there from one year to 15, now 16. I'm, I'm wondering if we should just put him in now. And a lot of people are saying, no, he has to leave first. What are your thoughts? I can, I, I, I'd be a swing vote on that one. If it came down to it, you guys probably should just vote on that. Um, I, yeah. Put a vote on that. I don't know what to say, really. Either way, uh, I don't think you could go wrong. You you could be convinced either way. Yeah, I could. Or at the very least, make it well known that they're nominated, and as soon as it's over, they're in. Yeah, I'd be done. Yeah, in that case, uh, we'll pencil the pose in, the pose and the Thomases in with the uh, Campbells. They get in as soon as they can be, as soon as they can get in. Yeah, it's only a matter of time. All right. Do you still have any DSL coups? Any what? Oh, DSL. yeah. You do? Can you show me? Can you, can you show our, our, our audience who's not going to see it? Oh, I'm going to show you something else also. I got three things I want to show you. <laughs> One of which is not my penis, so don't get excited. Oh, I've already seen that. All right. Now I got to turn this around here. Camera turn. Whoa, you got, oh, nice. Two koozies and what's the other thing you got up there? That's the DFFL logo. Daegu Flag Football League. Yeah, you're a champ. I am. And actually, I was at Mondor's house and um, he still has the spoon, the wooden spoon uh, from the Flag Football League. That was awesome. Yeah, it was nice to see it again. Oh, no, we ruined that league pretty good. Awful management. Yeah, take a 10 feet running start at somebody. That's and 
it make we were that was awesome. Well, at least for me, that was my introduction to the the gang because I, I played in the flag football league. That's how I met you. You were my captain, and then that's why I met a lot of DS. It was made up of a lot of people who also played in the DSL, and then that's why I joined the DSL from the football league. And so I always wanted. I was always way more into football. I wanted to be a, a football league captain. That's what I wanted to be. But then I joined the the softball league, and Jo took a liking to me and made me a softball captain, DSL captain. That's the way to go, right there. Fast <laughs> riser. Oh, okay, Robbie. Well, <laughs> always a good time talking to you. Don't talk to you enough. Thank you for coming on the podcast, and uh, and hopefully, you know, if if travel opens up, we can get you out here and you can umpire a game for us again. I would love to. Yeah. Thanks, Dustin, for having me, man. Uh, kudos to everybody in the DSL, past, present, and future. If you want to get to heaven, got a D.I.E., you got to put on your coat and T.I.E. Want to get the rabbit out the L.O.G., you got to make a cold motion like a D.O.G. I I am here with a legendary creating member of the league, Pam Horn. First, I want to say um, we're all very honored to to be speaking with you, to have you on the podcast. Uh, You may not know how much your legacy lives on here in Daegu. As I mentioned to you earlier, J.O. and Dougie and Bolger stuck around for a little bit longer, so they got to make sure their narrative was heard and their legacy was secured. But there's always kind of a deference when speaking about you, um, because we're, we're very clear, it wasn't them three, it was them three and Pam. And as a founding member of the league, you had one of the first teams. It's great to, to talk to you. And uh, I can't wait to get your account of what those early days were like. So yeah, I'll, I'll kind of open it up to you for a little bit here now. I'm glad to be talking uh, with you as well. It was actually a shock to have you reach out to me. Um, I paused for a minute when you reached out, took us back to some memories. I chatted with Nick a bit about it. And I was like, oh, my God, I was like, that was so long ago. I don't even know how much I remember. And I asked him, I said, how did we even start it? Like, how did this even start? I don't even remember. And he's like, don't you remember that one night at the bar? Um, I think it was Wall Bar when we were all talking about it and we decided to start this league. And I was like, I I actually don't, I didn't remember how it all started, but I know that, uh, you know, Boulder and and Doug and J.O. and I were all in it. I was very much, I think a more of the logistics person. I liked to organize stuff (laughs) and I had nothing to organize in Korea. Um, I liked the paper. I liked the spreadsheets. I liked, you know, formulating teams. I was a competitive athlete before I went to Korea. So, you know, sports and organizing were like, this is, this is where I need to be. And, uh, you know, Bolger was like a big brother to me in Korea and loved J.O.'s personality and never met anybody like J.O. before. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, 
one of those guys that if you're, you know, he's your buddy and he'd do anything for you. And, uh, and then, and, and dog was just the sweetest, uh, you know, kept us, I say a little bit grounded, <laughs> a little bit grounded, level-headed, like calmed us down when we all got excited type of guy. Mediator for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just, the person that we were all different, very personalities, but, uh, I used to play ball when I was a kid and loved it. And, it was a great way of creating community amongst, uh, you know, people in Korea who we didn't know and um, gave us something to do and keep busy other than just drinking. It's funny to hear your um, your memories of their personalities. Now, 16 years later, that's pretty much how I would describe them still. They, yeah, really. They've maintained it. That's awesome. It's I, I remember like setting the league up and it was almost i think survivor was back in that day maybe like survivor was still yeah it was all and i was big into survivor and i remember picking the teams and we were like we need team lists we need to interview people we need to know their skill levels we need to put them on rosters and we would sit around at a table and we would all chat about all these players and come up with these strategies on like i need three at least three you know good players, three medium players and two beginners. And, you know, people would come into Wabar and register and like, we would take pictures of them and, uh, you know, talk amongst us. And I always thought I was a good strategist. Like I always thought I could pick a winning team. I was always thought I could do it. And I never did. We never fucking won. We never, we never won. (laughs) Um, Well, how many years did you, how many years were you captaining a team here in, in the DSL? Three, three I think three seasons. We were the Wabar one season, the Holy Grill, Holy Grill one season. season. Big shout out to Moose. And what was it? Was yeah. another team? Uh, third. We were definitely in a third season. We played three years. Thunderbirds. Maybe Thunderbirds. Three Maybe years. Thunderbirds, and then Holy Grill, and then Wabar was our first one. These are all team names that I've heard, and I think a few of them may have lived on later. I think um, Thunderbirds may have, somebody else may have taken it over, although I don't know because I wasn't there. I don't know for sure. What were some of the, like you mentioned, trying to draft somewhat equal teams, uh, taking photos, scouting. Did it end up being a draft or was it more of an, I'll take this guy, you take that guy so that we'll try to make them somewhat equal try to give some parity to it i don't think there was any equality that (laughs) happened (laughs) i think everybody took a turn so we just went around the table is what i remember it was a draft essentially yeah like we had a list of players we had them in order you know what they're based on their skill level and we just went in a circle and picked players based on that and i think for the most part the teams ended up pretty equal ish Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. of course, you know, there's always going to be a winner. And I always found the biggest thing to not was not to discriminate people. I, I didn't. We didn't care what your skill level was. If you've never thrown a baseball on your a softball in your life, we wanted people to come out and have fun and and see out, people outside of at the bar and the nightlife and everything, and just be able to go have an afternoon at the ball field. Not to say that it didn't turn into that as well later in the day. Brought the bar time. to the field. Yeah, yeah, we did for sure, but. So the, what, can you walk us through maybe some of the logistics you said that you, you like the spreadsheets and, and that, can you walk us through maybe some of the difficulties that existed back then? Or do you remember some of the challenges from back then? Challenges? 
No, I don't remember a, a lot of challenges. I think maybe not even recruiting. Like we had quite a few people that used to come out. Um, every, I remember I made little papers up to say what your name was, what your skill level was. Um, and we collected them all at the bar and took their names all by the bar. And it was all bar and drinking related. Um, so probably a few details got lost in translation at the bar. But um, if any challenges, it would have been maybe possibly like collecting some money, um, getting shirts made, um, finding the trophy. Um, Nick and I were the ones who, um, I think, the were the ones the who got the trophy made. And I remember, you know, like we don't speak, we didn't speak Korean and we didn't know Korean well. We were only there for two and a half years. Big shout out to James Shin. James Shin was James a Shin helped us out a huge co worker slash friend who helped us out a lot with Korean and getting the trophies, getting it engraved. Um, I was like, I remember we just needed to find like this gigantic silver bowl and put it on top of a wood base. And like, how do you do that in Korea? And you don't know Korean. Like, I don't even know where to start. Um, so some of those were the, the challenges and, you know, finding the right local spots and the places to make the shirts. And, but um, for the most part, like dealing with the people and the players, everybody was pretty easy going. I want to show you something. This may take me a second to get it out. Give me one second. <laughs> big reveal. Mm. Big reveal. Yeah, <sighs> it's in such, it's in such an, an annoying spot under my bed. <laughs> is Give the trophy one. under your bed? It is. It is. No. <laughs> what is doing under your bed? That shit should be displayed somewhere. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Is it still the big silver cup bowl thing? All right. So I don't know if you'll believe this, but check out what I have with me right here. That's the base. Is that the base? <laughs> the base? This is the base of the original trophy. Yep. That's it. That's it. Daegu Softball League Champions. And I have the first several years. So I think it's going to be Hanamana. Oh my gosh, yes. J.O. was on that team, I think, wasn't he? Yep, J.O. was a captain. First year? The first, the first three are Hanamana, Hanamana, Hanamana. Although yeah. the second year, Connery, Connery's name is on the, oh, the yeah. Uh Bus drivers, swingers, pitch slappers, and then fuck you too. Um, <laughs> gonna... And then there are many more that the cup, when Bolger left Korea, he had this cup. And when he left, I grabbed it from him while we were camping. And so now I have it. Um, but they've since made another cup that they use now that has the rest of the teams on it. But nice. the, the original one is is still with me as the longtime nice. commissioner. Yeah. Well this done. Is all, so then you guys made this. Right? Yeah. With James like the fucking Hall of Fame. Yeah. If there's a museum the for the, if there's a DSL museum, this would be exhibit number one. Hundred percent. I remember going around trying to get that sorted. I, was, I was, the the biggest, the most important thing was you had to be able to drink out of it, and a lot of people had to be able to drink a lot of liquid out of it. Um, and I'm pretty sure that silver <laughs> bowl that we bought was <laughs> point number one, like a wine bucket to fill with ice and bottles of wine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we still do that. We put champagne in it and 
Yeah, yeah, it was like $40. It was way more for the placking and the base than, you know, the wine bucket itself was cheap as fuck. It was all the logistics to get it all finished that took Pam's investigative reporting. Um, I can also add another challenge on for me, because I was more of a straight-laced competitive person, um, was if you played the last game, because there was usually two games or three games. I think we had four, three, three, four, six, four teams six, one six year teams. and then six teams next year. The last team to play was always a disaster. So everybody would start drinking. Everyone would show up for the first game and everyone would drink the first game, the second game. And by the time the third game came around, if your team was playing the third game, (laughs) and I would get really annoyed because Nick in particular would be partaking and, and you know, you wouldn't play your best. So got sloppy. Not taking it seriously enough. Apparently. So there's a challenge Uh, right there for you. The Korean slaw ball league was a little, (laughs) we were supposed to, a little more focus, a little more serious eye on the prize, but I, I felt the opposite. I thought it was more about community and fuck the game. It, that's been a very fun dynamic to see over, over the years. So what happened was in in years five, six, seven, they were still you know, it was still a party league. When I when I came in, I think it was kind of the end of when it was just a total shit show. A lot of the fields that we had secured started not accepting our reservations anymore because of noise complaints or whatever the fuck we were doing. And um, I shouldn't say we, you guys were doing (laughs) back then. Also, yeah, (laughs) uh, the uh, age of the league increased. A lot of the people started getting university jobs instead of Hoglan jobs. And um, there came a point in time when we had to move um the league uh to saturday and some of the drinking got um i I don't want what's the word the drinking in the league died down a little bit it's we still sell beer at the league but everybody's older most people are driving to the fields and it's way 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 less drunk than it used to be and it's probably a good thing yeah and as you say that like when you were saying about the fields i remember we had logistic um challenges with booking fields and our buddy james shin often helped us get the field and book the field i remember we had some mm-hmm. problems with that because yeah we would get out of control and we'd jump in the fountains after the games and you know it wasn't very um nice so yeah that's <laughs> yeah. another challenge right there yeah yeah that was something that we uh, we constantly struggle over is is how to get fields that's not something that's gone away we haven't figured that out Okay. Uh, uh, so what, um, do you have any memories of players or athletes from back then that either were talented athletes or were just really fun people to hang out that you think, uh, would deserve a shout out here? Uh, Lindsay Middleton, if you haven't talked to her or know her yet, um, <laughs> we love her. I, I, yeah, she's, she's still there. Is she not? Yeah, she's um, actually somebody we've talked about in this episode. She still is contributing to the league. She played for a number of years. She was on my yeah. team, All Balls, uh, at least once. Um, great name, she's, great name. We, thank you. <laughs> we, we developed a stats keeper. One of the later guys that joined the league from Pohong brought in a stats keeping system. And so now we have a dedicated 
a committee of people who keep stats and Lindsay's one of them. And so Lindsay uh, played for a long time. She one time uh, took a bat to the face. So she's bled on the field for it. She's hyper, hyper competitive. And therefore I think doesn't want to play anymore because she just, she just wants it so bad. She wants to win and she wants to be good. And so it's like, I got to step away, but she's always there. She started selling cocktails. Um, I'm so glad to learn that Lindsay was around in year one and that Pam, Pam's first person that she suggested is Lindsay Middleton. Yeah, that's great. Only a spectator though. We could only a spectator. We could never convince her to play, to play. She was a wonderful spectator, cheerleader. And I, I knew she wanted to so badly, but she never. Hanamana may have been her first team. I think J.O., I know that she was on J.O.'s team at least once. She may have been on his team more than once, and it, that may have been her first team. So he may have cracked that. Yeah. <laughs> cracked um, that we, 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 I, we still have friends on Facebook, like from Korea. So we do see some softball league stuff. I took, I remember I took a ton of pictures and I was looking at them the other day. I'd say J.O. by far was a standout. Um, Jerome. Jerome Corbett. Jerome Corbett. Roger Roger, Roger Rooney. Uh, and I said earlier a couple big shout outs to Moose uh, yeah. for his platform and Thunderbirds and the Holy Grail and like to give us a place as expats to go hang out and bring all of that community together before and after and contributing on like, you know, uh, a supporting and, and financial aspect as far as jerseys and shit go. Uh, yeah, James Shin. James Shin was I, I was unbelievable with his communication in in Korea and being able to speak Korean and try to help us out. So uh, to run through some of those names that you just said, Roger Rooney stuck stuck around, and he is in the the DSL Hall of Fame right now. Nice. If you if you go to the nice. I think it's DaeguSoftball.com, you can go yeah. through the there's it's a very sparsely populated Hall of Fame. It's actually <laughs> the impetus for this conversation was. Um, to go around finding more people that we've forgotten about that should be in the Hall of Fame. But Rooney's in there. Um, Jerome Corbett has come up in conversations with other people. I think Ariella uh, may have brought him up or J.O. may have brought him up. Uh, but Moose, Moose hasn't come up. And I, I overlapped with Moose, so I got to know Moose quite a bit. He went from Thunderbirds and started the Holy Grail. Um, he's in Bali now. Can I share a quick moose story? I don't know if you were here. One of the things that back in the days when we were really having a hard time finding fields, um, we ended up at, a, I think somebody working with Epic invited the DSL to play at their high school field um, or at their high, they had like a soccer field and we just went there on a Sunday and said, okay, we're playing the DSL here now. And Moose showed up with his taco truck, parked it on the, on the campus and was selling I want to say margaritas, which you can't do on a public <laughs> high school and ended up, I don't want to say we trashed the place, but there was a lot of trash that didn't find its way into garbage cans and a lot of drunk people. And the dude that got us a field nearly got fired from his job for it. And, uh, and so that's one of the, one of my favorite moose stories is him <laughs> rolling up in his taco truck and blasting music and selling booze on a high school campus. I have a couple as well. I'm not going to contribute, but I do. I do. I I do think that he deserves a shout out um, for the platform that he gave everyone to 
help help create the community that honestly bred DSL. Yeah, that's I agree. All, that's where we all met. That's where we all hung out. That's where we all converse and and you know found like mindedness and, and created what DSL is. So I, I I do have a big shout out for that expat platform that he presented to everybody. The person that you've brought up a couple times now that I haven't heard of before and nobody has mentioned them in previous conversations is James Shin. I, I don't know this person. Um, I think J James was connected first through Nick because um, Nick met him at his school um, and then we became very close friends. So I think James really helped me and Nick out a lot with like getting shirts, getting the field, um, communicating a lot with, um, you know, Koreans trying to find stuff and do stuff. So he became a really close friend of ours. And I think we kind of like, he came pretty much came to every game and watched as a spectator. He took, he took a lot of the, he took a shit ton of the Pictures. most amazing photos, like actual straight up action photos of people catching balls and shit. Yeah. Oh, cool. uh, and he was, he took a lot of those really nice photos and he was also very close in relationship with myself. Like this was a jersey. If you can zoom in a little bit, this is a jersey that was given to Pam when she left Korea. Yeah, I see it. And and the te and the names that are sewn in that as a oh, gift: wow. uh, James Shin, Richard the Tractor Trevithick, Jason Yan Torn, and Justin McCarthy. So, very close relationship with all of those people, and very well involved in the logistics of all. Here, let me. Let me get you to put that back up on you and I'm going to, yeah, but I want, I'm going to use this as like, I'm going to screenshot this and then I'm going to use it as like, so get, get Pam in there oh. too. I want, if I can uh, get oh, somehow. Oh, I was going to say, oh, just, I could send get, you, I could get, send you a legit get, picture. Just, 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 <laughs> just, just, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I can send you a picture of All us right, with both the jerseys on. Yeah. Um, there's lots of, it was funny because I was looking up this, um, when we first started the league, I want to say it was the second year we were there. There was a guy, um, he was only there for a year, Luke. Luke Strom. Luke, Luke Strom. He was. Like a Greek Adonis. He was a Greek Adonis, exactly. Like he was uh -huh. this big, tall, handsome, blonde, curly haired guy. Only here for a year. Um, every time he hit the ball, it was out of the park. Um, and, uh, there was a full page news article done up in one of the Korean papers about our league and had a big picture of Luke in the middle of it and had a big article of Daegu softball. Like I still have the paper. I've kept it. Really? Um, yeah. The first but face I really, of the league. Yeah, it was, it, he really was. And it's this fantastic shot like he's like in full swing i'll screen i'll send you a picture of what it looks like um but it was yeah he was like the poster child of the beginning of the softball league because he made it into the paper and he was a fantastic ball player but he like i said he was only there for a year we met him through the league have never talked to him since i tried to look him up on facebook uh he was like 2017 i think his last post was so i have no way to get a hold of him but he was a great it, guy. Came over with one of his friends and just a state good, great stand-up guy and just crazy, loved to play ball. Crazy, crazy talented yeah. athlete. Did you two meet each other here in Daegu or did you know each other when you before you came? Uh we knew each other before we came. We met in university. 
are there any uh, people from Daegu that you still maintain contact with, with any frequency? No, it's like anything. I, I would love to talk to Bulge all the time, but you know, what, you know, once a year, once every, once in a while, Bulge and I hook up on Facebook or whatever, follow J.O. on Facebook. Like, no, not a lot, but we do have close friends that we met that in Korea that didn't play in the league that we're close with they now live, or they live, but they live here. Right. Yeah. I, I'll um, recommend just, just, I think it'll be fun for you when to, to promote my, this show a little bit. I think this episode will be a fun episode for you to listen to because I, I, I will talk to J.O. and Bolger and Dougie. And so it may be fun for you to hear them also reminisce about the early days. I would, I would love to. I miss them all. I remember when we left Korea, Steve Barber, actually, Steve Barber was another original member of the league. Yeah, really, really a captain of a team at least yep. once. Um, and we stay in contact with him. He was actually, he actually came, um, he doesn't live in Nova Scotia, but he came to visit us in Nova Scotia and we spent a day and a night with him. Um, and we've met up with him multiple times since like, you know, we've moved back to Canada, but Steve Barber was definitely another um, fantastic ball player um, and just a very gentle giant, I guess. Well, I'm positive, just positive. And Real nice. Thing. Yeah, really nice. Love, love Barber. Like with all Jo's negativity, we had to bring a lot of positive <laughs> shit. You would be so league. shocked. I don't. I mean, Jo. I don't know how to. Jo got older and a little more mellow. He's a much no, more no, pleasant. No. He's a much more pleasant guy than he used to be <laughs> back I in the old days. Up in the early years. <laughs> he's still. He's. He's still. He's still sharp, but he can still turn it back on, and he'll. Getting a fist fight, you know, if it need if it calls for it, or call call people names um, oh. that you can't say in 2022. But uh, he's uh, he's he has a kid now, and he's yeah. he's definitely out. His last few years in the league were were way more mellow than his first few years in the league. And, and regardless of all Jo's, uh, I'll say like little pitbull rough demeanor. His heart is as big as Canada. You know, he's just he he was always if you were. If you were riding with J.O., he was he was riding with you. There was, yeah. He had I've, your back all, all time, all day. I've said that, like, let's say if I was arrested in Incheon for something extremely embarrassing and I needed somebody to come bail me out and drive me home and never tell anybody about it, J.O. would have he been my guy. call. Yeah. Or if you need someone to come help as well, <laughs> yeah. I would also call J.O. <laughs> yeah right he'd come beat somebody up for you yeah or join in the fight 100 <laughs> i i i'm it's it's funny when you start talking about it how much you miss people and you know the relationships that you quickly form when you get over there and those connections you feel with those people and i remember when we left there like we had a big party of uh, thunderbirds mm-hmm. thunderbirds we had a big party and i was like okay guys in 10 years from now no matter where everyone is at we're gonna pick a spot and we're all going to travel there and we're all going to meet up in 10 years. And that was 15 years ago. <laughs> well, I have a suggestion. Um, right now, it is the 16th year of the DSL is about to start. And oh I've pretty much got it on consensus. I know 16 years later, That's it's crazy. COVID hurt it a little bit. We, we had to play one year, one season in the fall, and it was we were back down to four teams at that point, but now uh, we have a new revival. Your old buddy, Jason Greener is now back at the helm. 
or I shouldn't say back, your old buddy Jason Greener is now at the helm. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of good support staff around him. And the league is in a revival, I would say. It is strong now, and I have no reason to think that it won't make it to year 20. And wow. in talking to kind of Corey Sitar and yeah. Rob McClure, who you may or may not know. Yeah, I taught Corey's on this episode. You'll hear him. Um, nice, nice. And Dougie and Jo and Bolger and all of them. We, we've kind of, I'm leaving to go back home here in this summer. We've all kind of said, if it gets to the 20th year, that championship weekend will be in June, June, early to mid June, which is when a lot of people have summer vacation time they can spend. And I think that come hell or high water, maybe um, all of us getting back together in Daegu for the DSL's 20th year championship game would be the probably the best time of all of our can lives. We I think we Thailand? <laughs> can we do it in Thailand? <laughs> we can do a weekend here and then a weekend in Thailand. We'll do, a, we'll do a stop in Korea. I'm trying to bring my kids and shit and go on vacation too, right? <laughs> Yo, yeah, well, I don't know. How old are your kids now? Nine and five. They may, they'll be old enough to hang out in the an Airbnb while mom and dad go relive the old days. Nah, I don't want them there to see that mess. <laughs> I have I have um, uh I have a 15 year old and 11 year old that also kind of came up around the league. And yeah, those there are times when it's like, okay, they need to go home now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they can't come to the hotel afterwards. Um, I think that sounds like a great proposition. Like that's what four years away. Yep, four years and a couple months. A hundred percent. I would definitely plan a trip around that if knowing, like you know, what I mean, knowing that like Bolger, Dougie, maybe Barber, Jo, if we could convince Shane, um, Richard, Richard's over in Korea, isn't he? Yeah, Richard Richard Trevithick, he didn't play in the league. No. He didn't play in the league, but he's one of our, you know, buddies. He's there and he was supported the league. So um and Zach, Zach and Maya. Did you hear of Sorry, Zach and Maya yet? No, I haven't heard of them. Okay. Uh Zach and Maya, Nick's gonna look them up on Facebook. Yeah. Um, they were part of the league, and Zach was um, he was part of J.O.'s team. He was on J.O.'s team, Hanamana, 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 however you pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. um, he was on J.O.'s team, and so was Maya. And they're still together now. I want to say they're in Toronto, Ontario, <laughs> Toronto, somewhere. And, um, okay, well, Zach and Maya were around the first day. Zach, com- very talented ball player. Maya was a bubble of joy, like, just so happy, go lucky. Like, they were... Um, really friendly faces that I remember playing the league. And of course they won too. So there's that. (laughs) And I never won. I was always super competitive and never won. So I was not that I was jaded, but I was annoyed because I always thought I was going and picking the best team. I was like, guys, I got this. This is I'm winning this. So I've got good players and we just never pulled it together. Uh, I'm Pam. I'm in the same boat. I've been a captain (laughs) for eight years. Eight or nine. I've been in the league for nine, now 10 years, have not sniffed the championship. Oh, I, to be God. honest, I've been, I've been kind of maybe close if you want to yeah. like <laughs> skew it that way, frame it that way, but I haven't been close. My closest year, I don't know if you know Adam Beatty. Adam Beatty was the guy who drafted me on his team and we 
lost the game before the championship game. So that's the closest I've been. And it wasn't my team. I feel your pain. I think this year I'm on a team that has a good shot of doing it, but we haven't played our first game yet, but I I may just need somebody else to put together a team that, so I can actually get the, the championship there. How many teams are in it now? So after, so when you left, there were six, I believe yeah. you said, uh, went up to eight and then we went up to 10 and then there were wow. three year, two, three years where we were at 10 teams and talk about logistics. That was a nightmare. And so with a 10, well, I'm sorry, with 12, 13 people on a team, you got 120, 130 right there. You got all their boyfriends and girlfriends and spouses and dogs and kids coming out. And, um, <laughs> but then, you know, like, the heyday was back then because now people are moving on. People are getting older. They don't want to get injured. And so the league started to, to uh, shrink a little bit. We went back down to eight. We did one year where we had seven. That was, that was so tough to schedule games. Um, yeah. Then six, four, and now we're back at six. And six seems to be kind of, I think, where, where we'll stay unless there's a huge you know, demand for more. Um, six kind of seems to be the sweet spot. I would, I would agree. Logistically, six you could just bang out in a Sunday afternoon. It was easy. Like, you know, yeah. everyone plays an hour, twenty hour, fifteen, whatever, and you know, in four hours, all the games are done, and everyone socializes. Whoever wants to go out for dinner does that shit. And we were so young that most of us there weren't, weren't many people who had kids or dogs or whatever. There wasn't yeah. that dynamic as you know, graduating, getting. 35 and 40 and having children and wives and families and established shit where you don't want to be drunk on a Sunday night. So the the whole dynamic of the league would change for sure. Um, But six was, yeah, logistically so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's worth um, highlighting here publicly the, the league, how much it has meant to so many people uncountable uncountably large number of people that this league has meant a lot to i've had i've had players from nine ten nine eight years ago who were on my team for one season and then left and they're now on the next thing who still have my all balls shirt or the cap or you know and so they were only here for one year you know and 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 it still lives with them we have now 16 years of that plus all the people who have been in it for a long time you may be pleased to know that Matt Campbell is still ah, in the ah, league. He runs the no, website. Not. That's another name, Matty Cakes. He won a championship a couple of years ago, and uh, he was going to be a captain this year. I had to step down last minute, but he's playing. Um, Jason Greener wow. is still here. He's the captain. He's now running the league. So, you know, it's not just these guys who have been in it the whole way through, but even the one-off guys and, and gals. And, Everybody knows the name Pam Horn, and there's a lot of respect given to you that you may not be aware of, and it would be impossible for me to actually explain to you how the gratitude that the league owes you as being one of the founding, quote, fathers of the league. And um, I think a lot of people are going to be really impressed to just hear you reminisce about it here on on the podcast you you didn't stick around like J.O. and Bolger and, and Dougie did. So you also have this mystique about, you know, <laughs> Pam, who, this Pam, this Pam person. 
you know, and there have been times subsequently where we've tried to get more women to, to be captains. And we've, we've, we've made a push to have women be captains of teams and everybody has turned it down. They don't want to do it, but there's this Pam Horn, this, this person from the past who helped create the league and was a captain of the league. And not a lot of people know you or, or have connections to you still this day. So I, I think you should know that there's, there's a large group of people that hold you in very, very high regard over the last you know decade and a half. Um, so I just that's, want you to know that. Thank you, because that's, I, I don't know, like crazy to think that because I just thought like, you know, when, when we left, we just left and hope you guys have fun and carry on. And hopefully that trophy still is, you know, circulating and that was it like to be honest it's like the best memories of korea were through that league our best friends that we met um you know were through that league and it gave us uh another purpose i think to be there and i think really back then i feel like i was like still full of like spit and vinegar and i wasn't really afraid to do you know, get involved in stuff. And, and Boulder and Doug and J.O. were like, just so easy, so easy to get along with. And it was like, we had this collective goal to get this league up and running in sports and organization. I was like, oh my God, I'm in heaven. Like, this is great. And um, it was just, it was such a great sense of community for us there. And um, that's, it's crazy. It's crazy to think, because I never, ever would have thought that people would still know that I would never, ever thought ever. I mean, that, I see pictures like Lin, Lindsay Middleton posts some, you know, pictures. Um, I see them and I think maybe Bolger at one point had posted some pictures. So they're all friends of ours on Facebook and we see them. I'm like, oh my God, the league's still going. Great. <laughs> yeah. Like I used to take like hundreds of pictures every, you know, every, we got this fancy camera and I was testing it out. And we have tons of Daegu softball league pictures from the beginning. Um, hundred. That's great. But that's thank you for telling me that. That's very flattering. I'm very honored to hear that. I'm so happy that you reached out to talk. Um, I was a little nervous about it because I'm like, I don't remember. I don't know what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, right. I mean, fucking 15, 16 years ago. That's yeah. But what it meant to you, it's meant that much to two, three, four hundred people who came afterwards. So that's amazing. And probably more than that. That's amazing. I never even thought like. It was just a hobby, pastime, something to do. Never thought that uh, it would become what it's become. So I'm thankful for all the people behind us that kept it going. Pretty amazing. The last, the last thing I, when I would um, recruit people to the league, uh, when I was running it, I would say this will be the best thing that you've ever done in Korea. I, I could not overhype it. I, I could say these outrageous statements, like mm-hmm. it will be the best thing you've ever done in Korea. <laughs> and, and every single time it was true. And I'd get people coming back saying, yep, it was. And they'd be in the league until they left the country. And um, yeah. yeah, the best of friends, the best of memories in Korea are mostly made in the DSL. So Nick. Not <laughs> Not in Norebangs anymore, no way. But Norebangs, especially after like a, you know, an opening party or a closing ceremony, those Norebangs around town get hit with a bunch of drunken DSLers, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, Nick and Pam, any any lasting uh, words? Anything? Any lasting people you like to shout out before I let you go? Um, 
ev well, everybody who really participated and started the league, Miss Bolger and Dougie and J.O. a lot, miss all of our teammates and community. Um, Lindsay, she even came to visit us um, in Nova Scotia. Really? Uh, wow. Yeah. North Africa to <laughs> Scotia, she's been. Yeah, <laughs> showed up and she's like, guys, I'm not, uh, I'm, uh, I don't do cars well. And I said, well, we've got a lot of car trips for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we had some times. Just, just thank, thanks for reaching out. Really appreciate uh, the chat, the walk down memory lane. Um, it's inspired me to reach out to a few people to check in to say what's up. Um, we're definitely down for four years from now. Um, if there's a championship league or something going on, for sure contact us. And I'd love to hear more about the podcasts that you're doing um and chatting with other people i'd love to hear that I'll, i will happily send you make sure you at least get this one tell you how to hear the other ones if if you're so interested uh, i know myself and for everybody who's listening to this is going to enjoy listening to your tales listening to your voice about the early days and very much looking forward to your 20 championship day getting together oh, absolutely. getting everybody there and Nick, so Nick and I have joined softball league since we've been home. So really? we've, oh, a, good. yeah, we've, we've just joined a couple mixed leagues. So, um, now that I know possibly in four years from now, we may do a championship league. <laughs> now that COVID's kind of calmed down, I'm going to get back on the bat. You, yeah, you can fucking play in it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We're going to, we're going to get, get practicing and play. Oh yeah. We should definitely, if we come over for a visit, we should be able to be eased into a team. A hundred percent. We should have, we should have an old timers, yeah. one game, one game, anybody old timer that comes the old -timers just one today. game. That's it. Just one game for the shits and giggles. An, an exhibition game of all the, the old that's guys. Right. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be great. I, I I'm pretty sure we can make it happen. Uh, if we, I'm sure we have the, we have we'll, the leverage we'll, to get it done. We'll reach out to greener just to put the bug in his ear. If he's the one that's taking it over. He'll love it. All right, Nick and Pam, thanks so much uh, for talking to us. Uh, we'll be right back with more Daegu Dogs right after this. Church Dogs. There you have it folks, a lengthy rundown of some of the key people from DSL past as remembered by some of the keyest people in it. Before I leave you, I wanted to read the names of some of those that were discussed one last time. I'm also including a few that I wanted to make sure received some recognition, though they didn't come up on the podcast. I'm going to read them in alphabetical order by their first names. Adam Beatty, Ariella Barnasim, Bill Algio. Brandon Brown, Corey Sitar, Dan Lacey, Daniel Jackson, Daryl McGee, Derek Enns, Elizabeth Keene, Frank Quinn, Heather Langford, James Shin, Jamie Cairns, Jay Riley, Jeff Molaski, 
Jenna Branke, Jared Balke, Jerome Corbett, John Halbrick, John Keeler, Josh Carroll, Christina Price, Lee Babin, Lee Gaskell, Lindsay Middleton, Mark Harper, Matt Usher, Mike Connery, Mike Fitzgerald, Mike Kudra, Moose, Patrick Davis, Patrick Hahn, Scott Timpano, Steve Barber, and Steve Craig. Thank you to all the people who spoke with me and to the people about to go there on Saturday and begin year 16. Let's remember how and why this league started and evolved to become what it is today as we take the field. Let's keep the spirit of the league in our hearts for all the years to come. And remember, All Balls was the winningest team in DSL history. Bark, bark, bark. Yeah.